don't know what the heck happened. I don't know what that was. Uh, technology, Kevin. That's what that was. Yeah, dude, it literally worked when I tested it, when I got it. And Well, the, the important thing is that it's working okay. now, Kevin. That's a great point. Solid point. It's working now, and we have um, a very, very big show. Uh, uh, Eric Watts joins us very shortly. Yeah. Uh, Glad I got this straightened out for that. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to him. He seems very excited about it, too, so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, the show, and then the fallout. All sorts of crazy shit is happening uh, over there in AEW Ring of Honor world. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. We'll get to it, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, fantastic. Um, Vince McMahon resigns. Triple H is back. Um, And better than ever. They're at the Garden tonight. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good things on the horizon. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. You would you would imagine his he's got a track record. He did well with NXT. Um, unfortunately for Vince, he shouldn't have been using company money to to pay off his bribes. So that is probably going to be a problem for him, uh, even if he wants to uh, pay it back with his own money. I don't think it works that way. But Tony, the lawyer. Uh, can explain to us better <laughs> when he decides to join us. Uh, as much as I'd love to say that Tony hates guests tonight, he is tied up doing some kind of deposition. I don't buy it for a second. Kevin's not buying it. Nope. Tony Tony hates guests. Tony uh, hates guests. Is there a little animosity still from the crossword puzzle yesterday? Is that what this is from? No, no, no. I love Tony, but he hates guests. Well, we have all that. And more episode 596, Kevin. Oh, 595. Excuse me. 595. Oh, baby. And we're going to do down the aisle too tonight. What? And I got uh, some shit I got to talk to Tony about with this NWA bullshit. I can't wait to hear that because I did not get a chance to watch NWA. Very, very upset with the NWA. But that's all coming at you next here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Episode, what are we? 595. 595, baby. Oh, baby. Do that, and then we got to do this. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is Chris Sabin, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, where, of course, it's wrestling talk. Oh, I get to do it today and talk about wrestling. I'm Matt. Okay, 
JG. Somewhere out there in the uh, in the world is Shining Wizards Tony, and uh, hopefully he he joins us because uh, I got some bones to pick with him. Uh, and uh, apparently, Kevin, I don't know if you got this text message. Uh, we have our next challenger for Can You Beat That? So uh, maybe there's another not, stupid video that. we got to watch. I did not see that. Yeah, so. Um, but uh, we are here. We are live on all forms of social media. media. Uh, I can't speak. Facebook, nope. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, we're on the rant. I don't know why I even bother, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. Um, but we're available there. And, of course, if you're not listening to us live but listening to us in podcast form, thank you. We're available on all podcast platforms, the Google Play, the iTunes, the Spotify. Fun little fact about the Spotify, I can make uh, questions mm. and polls so you can answer the questions and uh, the polls on Spotify. Interesting. Like yeah. uh, kind of like Twitter did. Twitter has polls. Yeah, but it's if you go to Spotify and you click on the episode, the little drop down thing. I think last week's was uh, on a scale of one to ten. How excited are you for Ric Flair's last match? So a couple people responded there. What were the results of that? Uh, I will pull it up and I will tell you right now, Kevin. Were they were they positive or negativo? They were positive. Uh, Mike so Spear, people were looking forward to this debacle. Mike Spear said uh, it was a two until the vignette that built up the story around it. Now it's at an eight. Yeah. Uh, Ted the Hillbilly said 11. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. And then the poll I put up was, do you think WWE going back to a TV 14 rating is good for the product? Can't be worse. No, that's right. And it was split right down the middle. 50-50. Four votes. (laughs) (laughs) Lighting the world on fire, baby. Uh, This is a new thing. I didn't know we could, I could do this. So, uh, so yeah, check it out, man. It's Spotify, daddy. Pretty cool. Yeah, Spotify. Spotify is fun. That's it. So we're available wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And uh, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching this now on the YouTube, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, and then you can talk to us. Drop a comment. We love reading your comments. We love talking to you. Uh, Eric Watts joining us shortly. Uh, a lot of people are super excited about this, Kevin. Um, and why shouldn't they be? I don't know, man. Look, 30 years ago. Eric Watts was the PWI Rookie of the Year, 1992. I'm not surprised. Dude, he had he had a good look. He had, I mean, I liked Eric Watts. I still do like Eric Watts. I mean, I don't know Eric Watts, but I like Eric Watts. I liked a lot of the stuff that he did. He was a fun, solid guy to watch, I think. Uh, well, I think he gets it. a bad rap. Well, I think we'll get into that, too, because I think he got, because he is the son of Bill Watts, I think he was given unfair expectations. That's true. So like, 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 I wonder if he like ever got the question about comparing himself to like David Flair and how quick David Flair was like thrust into like this crazy stuff where Eric Watts was kind of like, he wasn't thrust into anything wild. Like David Flair was, he was just like his, his (laughs) Eric Watts, like early career. Wasn't him turning on Hulk Hogan or turning on Ric Flair and joining the Wolfpack and Hulk Hogan. So I wonder if he's ever gotten that. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he's heard it all. He's been around for a while. So, but I am still very excited to talk to Eric Watts. And of course, how could we not, how could we not bring up his tag team endeavors in WWE? Dude, Techno Team 2000? Which who I love too. 
it's it's you know something from 1994 95 95 96 like it's, it's 95 still, it's 95 96 it's still like so near and dear to us and it was only like just that small we didn't get a lot of them no we did not travis we, and trit or trent or trit troy oh travis and troy travis and troy yeah which one was oh. which one was watts he was troy that's awesome. I I liked I liked that team. I didn't hate them at all, but I just wish I wish we got more of them. And people gave them. People just didn't seem to care, which stinks. Right, and then in my research, I got to ask him because he was in. We know he did stuff in TNA, but he also did some stuff in e, ECW. I'll like leave right, that to you. right towards the end of of ECW. Like what? Uh, he was. Um, he wrestled Spike at the arena. Um, he wrestled Raven in some house shows. He was uh, apparently part of the uh, New Dangerous Alliance with uh, Belvis Wesley, C.W. Anderson, and himself. Oh God! But it doesn't seem like it. He only made like a handful of appearances. He he beat Tom Marquez at a house show. Teamed with Eric. Uh, he teamed with C.W. Anderson to beat Chris Chetty and Nova. Uh, six man Danny Doring, Dusty Rhodes, and Roadkill defeat Bill Wiles, C.W. Anderson, and Eric Watts. So, E Dubs getting it in, yeah, and EC Dubs, yeah, man. So, it'll e- be uh... <laughs> Eric Watts put the E Dub in EC Dub, did he? Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, so he should be joining us shortly. Uh, we also have uh, the Vince McMahon saga continues, Kevin. Oh, it is absolutely wild. We're gonna wait on that though, because we're gonna bring our guest in. We're gonna bring him in. Let's see if he's ready here. Oh, he's getting guy. ready. I brought What's him that? in soon. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, I don't know where these are on the AirPod. I mean, my pods are not. All right. Can you hear us? Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, we can hear you great, Mister Watts. Yes. Thank you. Sounds awesome. Great. Awesome. Well, we were just gushing over your career and uh, the longevity of it and how much it's stuck with us, uh, specifically for for myself and Kevin, uh, the Techno Team 2000 run, uh, which okay. was very short and limited, but 20-plus years later, like people were so excited when we announced that you were going to be on the show uh, and they wanted to talk about Techno Team 2000 and your TNA run, uh, which is funny. Oh, man. Because our first introduction to you was WCW, uh, and it's funny that people were not as excited to talk about the WCW run, but we are because we're yeah. we're professionals over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and so I'm guessing most of your fan base must be that you know West Coast or Northeastern or whatever. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, because uh, are we live now? Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Okay, I, I just want to make sure um, because. It's amazing because when I got into wrestling, just seeing the different of the how avid the fans are, right? So the people that liked more theater love WWE. The people that I, what I say still believe it was real <laughs> love <laughs> WCW, and I don't mean that as a shot. You know, right. you know, um, WWE was very real. 
<clears throat> but the people that like the more choreographed and charismatic and, 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 and that I got to be careful when I say that, cause I, that, that's nothing to Shawn Michaels and, and, and takers and the Bret Hart's and the Owen Hart's and all these masters of pro wrestling. We're not talking about who would rank in the top 10 or 20 of all time in my life, whether it was more theater or not, we're talking about the whole package, but man, I'm telling you, if you're devout WCW, man, F WWE and vice versa. Now there's that slim, there was that slim margin that just loved pro wrestling. Yeah, right. and, guys but, like us. Well, but let me say this, guys like us, uh, 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 Shining Wizard Kevin. <laughs> this, this guy gets it. <laughs> so, so um, you know where I saw it where the majority of the crossover to me started happening was the fact that when we started going head to head, the Mondays and Thursdays, uh, you, you know, because before then we weren't going to head to head. I mean, WWE was crushing us. Right. And, and so we were, you know, just like the companies back in the eighties, nineties, if someone owns Monday, then let's go another day other than Monday. However, however, marketing, you know, my, my degrees in business and all this other stuff, a lot of people, didn't know this back in the 70s and 80s <clears throat> mcdonald's would find a place in which there was no other restaurant because they wanted to be the choice okay and then all of a sudden in the 90s they found out that the majority of people are hungry and they think they know what they want but instead of going out of the way to a mcdonald's if there was a burger king a taco bell a wendy's an arby's or what have you they would drive towards that, what I'd call a, a, a street food court. That's why the advertising is so important. These guys will advertise two for one, three for one, to try to change your choice on the way to McDonald's. So McDonald's figured that out and goes, hold on just a second. More people drive towards a destination of eateries than to a specific eatery, right? And I'm thinking, man, this is what I just went through in college. But 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 the, the the WCW doesn't get that, so let, let, let's they want to go on a night that WWE is not on. I'm thinking, why would you do that? Go on the night that wrestling fans then can sit, uh, channel surf and go in between. But you you know I mean you know let's do this right. And so it took off. But I think also when you saw that was the beginning. But when I think really that cross like like I like WCWWE is when the athletes started crossing. Yeah. Yep. Because, because now it's like, well, uh, that was Big Daddy Cool, but he's Kevin Nash. Well, shit, he was Kevin Nash before he's Big Daddy <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, and vice versa, right? But like, and you, so you always, you always wondered who the next one was going to be to go from one show or to the other. And then also, you were also pleasantly surprised when someone you didn't expect to ever go to the other one did. Like, like Rick Martell showing up in WCW in like 1998. Like no, like right. who, who would have saw that coming? And he had a good run there, so it was it was a truly a height and a great time to be a wrestling fan. My my favorite was wondering where Sid would show up and if he actually had a match because uh, he might have a softball tournament. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you understand? It's a shoot. Like he got fined and fired from places because there was a softball tournament and the team that he was on or sponsored had a huge game, and so he just couldn't make the big match. And, and 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 listen, I love Sid. Sid is Sid was so fantastic to me in my career. I'm not dogging Sid. I'm saying, hey, brother, 
thank you for knowing what you love, believe yeah. in, and, and having kind of a, a life. Now, from a business perspective, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, listen, you're – that's that's not what Warden School of Business would teach you. <laughs> yeah, was it frustrating for someone like you who had wrestling in their blood to see him kind of just like he was given like Sid, Sid was visually he was awesome. When you saw Sid, you were like, "Holy shit, this guy's!" A, and he just you know, I'm gonna go play a game of softball instead of you know main event with Sting or you know whatever, bro. But you you. The thing about it is when you see in movies and television and in real life, when a person has the it factor, they have the it factor. Yeah. Well, I think part of that it factor DNA also has to do with um, the ethics, <laughs> you know, because, oh, no, you're right. I mean, if, if I was in that position that I walked on water, I would want to be able to blow the fans' mind by giving them the matchups or the matches that they so wanted the whole time. However, okay, maybe he was on the right speed the whole time because he had a work life and he had a family life, whether it was family, whether it was softball, whatever. Now, do I think it's a good decision to tell people you'll do something and you not do it because you have another love? Yeah, but you know what? I mean... He didn't do it once or twice, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I almost got in trouble. There, there are very good wrestlers that will go down as maybe the best wrestler of all times, and you can take a guess at it, and I won't say yes or no. And this man has held up more people for money and no-showed no or asked for more money, and he's one of the greatest of all times. To me, from a business perspective, I think that's the worst business in the world. You know, and me and my dad talked about it one time. He goes, you know, it's funny, Eric. He goes, you never know showed me. I go, no, because he loves his life. <laughs> I mean, because, <laughs> because, because you promoted on the real. Like, like if you upset, you know, the big man, the cowboy, it, that, it was personal, right? So you take from my family, I'm going to take from yours. And, and that's just how we're going to roll. So, yeah, no, you know, people didn't no show or walk out with belts and, and do stuff like that. You know, back in the day, I remember, I think it was Harley Race that told me the story. He goes, do you understand if your dad wasn't so good to me, I would have never been a whatever it was, 16-time world champ. I go, sir, because my dad doesn't tell me stories about all the awesome stuff he does, right? I, I don't think he has the time or doesn't give a crap. The coolest thing about my career is be sitting with a macho man or, or, or um, Hawk or Animal or Sting or these people. And they go, hey, you know what? You know, you know what your dad did for me? No, he doesn't come home and brag about it. And they tell me a story. You're like, oh, wow. Blowing away. You know, right. yeah. And um, uh, so it, it, I don't know. It, it's, just, it, it's just a different tradition. And business has not – there have been businessmen and then there's been characters. You know, some of your some of your greatest characters weren't very good at business. I mean, I, I don't need to point them out. There, there's guys that have bankrupt three, four, five times, and they've made more than anybody. They just never, through the first bankruptcy or second bankruptcy or third bankruptcy, learned how to, I don't know, get a financial advisor, right? Yeah. That, you know, so. Yeah, Twilight. So, and for those not familiar, Eric Watts' uh, father is Cowboy Bill Watts, um, he ran mid south. He was a wrestler. Um, you hear Jim Ross talks about him all the gushes all the time about him on yes. Grill and JR. Great, great man and mind in the business. You go from playing 
college football quarterback at Louisville to professional wrestler. Um, how did your father feel about that? Well, it was a strange, uh, you guys are going to understand me and my family by the time this interview is done. Let's just put it that way. And then I, I, I hope things make sense. If not, just dog the shit out of me and talk bad about me because Melter did forever and he owes me money and never got paid. You know, I never got paid for all the times he dogged me. I'm like, that, you know, I'm not mad you dogged me. Everyone should have an opinion. Shouldn't I get a little bit of royalty for this? Yeah. Um, so, so early in my years, my mother sat, and I say my years, I had incredible brothers, right? You know, Joel Armstrong, Joel Watts, you know, he did color commentary, he did refereeing, but he was to me, probably the greatest of all time with uh, vignettes with videos and music videos. He was into MTV. He was a college guy and he came to my dad and said, Hey, you know what I want? I want, I want to do production, but I'm telling you music's where it's at. And, and so then he became one of the best to me with the, with the videos. And I think a lot of people like Ted Turner and Vince McMahon will tell you that because he worked as head producer for both those other people. So and Mike and my little brother and, and, and my little sister, but my dad sat down and said, Bill, we've got to talk. Because she saw where it was going to go. Uh, this is what all wrestlers did. By, by 13, 14, you were refing matches. You just were, you know? Now, we did all business. We did from ticket taking to ticket sales to T-shirt to sales to setting up rings to security to, <clears throat> to, to making sure that the security's not going around and letting people in the door. Right. Because back in the day, man, without the digital, you could open up a side door really quick and let 15 people in. Yeah. You know, so so we actually my brothers and sisters, I remember at eight, nine, 10, 11 years old coming back and saying, hey, dad, the, you know, the guy you guys named tag or, you know, yeah, he let in like 10 people that I saw. <laughs> OK. And then and then, you know, during an intermission or whatever, you know, you see Cowboy Bill Watts walk up and, <clears throat> and go to a like ticket master. Whoever the man was on charge said he's fired. He better never work in this building again. Well, we got other events. I don't care. He stole from me. He's not stealing. And then to see these guys, I, I didn't know that I was stealing from your family. And, and you'd feel bad because you know what? When they see someone just doing successful, what's letting a few friends in? You know, I mean, I mean it went back yeah. to the days when someone said, hey, what movie are you going to? Hey, let me in the fire exit. You know, you get a different perspective when it's your, per, your dad or someone that invested. So my mom sat down and said, look. <clears throat> Ganyas, Grams, Dusty Rhodes, Von Erichs, you know, the Fritzes. All these people are pushing their kids in at early ages uh, to start pro wrestling because that was what you did. And she goes, but here's the deal. What if, what if one day we want to sell the Federation? Or what if one day the kid that is in it doesn't want to be in it? What do they have to fall back on? <clears throat> now, <clears throat> she had a very good point because my father left to go to the Houston Oilers before graduating with his degree from University of Oklahoma. My mother, she left to high school and she went straight to Bodwin. A lot of my dad and mom met Putnam City, largest, largest uh, high school in the nation at the time, Putnam City, they met. He went his way, she went her way. The way my dad and mom met back up, my dad was wrestling for Vince Sr. at the WWE going against Bruno and looked up downtown New York and saw my mom on billboards and then saw her in some commercials. He found the marketing agent and found out and got a hold of her. And that's how they started dating again. 
So my mom, my mom was saying, Hey, but Bill, so I don't have a college degree. You don't have a college degree. So shouldn't we make sure that the kids go through college before getting the business? So Joel was in college and then pulled from college. Well, after, after he left Oklahoma, then he became producer and, and uh, referee and blah, 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 blah. I then went to college and I finished my degree and finished my football career prior to wrestling. So it was not, if my mom and dad weren't married, I might not have ever made it to college football. And that would have hurt because I, you know, I had ambitions as well. I, I love, I love ba- football. I love basketball. I love amateur wrestling. I love pro wrestling, all right. but I think the fact that all that I learned in that college experience for the greatest, toughest football coach of all times, Howard Schnellenberger, but then all the business schools and, and I, I was on an international committee for international business and, and, and going through the master's program and some of the Juris doctorate programs, the things I learned uh, talking to, talking to movers and shakers of corporations and law, man, that, that plays in my day, that plays in my life today as a, as an entrepreneur myself. So it, it, it might seem weird to people looking from the outside in and looking at the other families. Okay. But my mom also brought up and she goes, you know, because it was kind of about that time when a lot of the Von Eric's children had mishaps. Right. And, and my dad and Fritz were incredible friends and to see how it tore my father up and my mother up, you know, and, and, and guys, I, I remember Kevin Von Eric being at our house before a show to work on my little brother that at that time was 12 or 13, his shot put and discus throws. Kevin Von Eric was an incredible discus thrower and an incredible shot putter. And so I didn't see him as this, this unbelievably Tarzan, perfect body, you know, all the women, you know, falling out of the balconies to cheer him or try to touch him. <laughs> I saw him as this human being that he would just sit there really low key. Okay. And one of the best coaches and teachers, right. And then to get to know Kevin and David, David was so humble and so kind, you know, and um, these guys are, are passing away and they're passing away, you know? And, and so um, uh, you look at it and um, especially what you find out nowadays about the brain traumas and things like that, man, and back, you know, to me, you know, I put up the rings a lot of times. Those rings that I wrestled in in WWE were the hardest rings. And, yeah. and, I, and I used to ask uh, uh, Jim, you know, because I would write ideas to Jim Ross and say, can you give these to Vince? Now, Vince would talk to me, but Jim was like my uncle, right? And so I'd say, hey, you know, I don't care if you pass this as a secretary's idea. I don't give a shit who gives the idea. I want to think. Why 3M does more work on bettering products for other corporations? How does he have hundreds of millions of dollars invested in pro athletes and the ring sucks so bad? Right. Like there are so many injuries and we're killing, we're killing the longevity of these guys, right? And so the idea was is Vince built all those rings so that when he had like WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles that they would hold up to that abuse. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 Let me see. How many Royal Rumbles or or you know battle royals did we have in all the shows we did? You know, like three hundred five days a year. Uh twelve maybe. And we're building the rings <laughs> for that crap. You know, like I used to tell people, I would rather fall on the asphalt at a green light than the rings. 
um, because the green light didn't have ropes that you could jump off and kill yourself even more. And they did. The, the only ring worse than WWE was when I was at, you know, Catch Germany. And literally, they they wrestled in a boxing ring. And a lot of people don't understand that they actually put a metal post in the ring so it doesn't bounce. And let me tell you, damn, right? I mean, like, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, but, you know, the rings compared to, like, at my dad's federation, they, they, they bounced and they gave. Don't get me wrong. They, you know, the rings we had, uh, we, we got the stuff from Canada, had like 16 inch beams that ran through it and then two by fours. And then we would throw carpet remnants, right? Then we put an amateur wrestling mat and then we put the canvas <laughs> down, right? Yeah. And so that was your, that was your ring with, with metal girders. So it was still there and it was still stiff, but you actually, it gave in the middle, right? right. And, 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 but yet I can say that. But I've never seen so many freaking chair shots and chains and kendo sticks in my life. You know, those, those guys' heads were like brutal because, you know, my dad's territory, you know, in 30 days, you may, you may wrestle 30 days. You know, I mean, yeah. literally, like if you had a day off, I don't know what it was for, you know. And, and so if you got split open on Monday – <laughs> you know, I saw guys because they I can't remember they come into Tulsa and Oklahoma City every third week, I think. Literally, I would be at the matches where they got split ho- open, and three weeks later, they get split open again. And just the like the scar tissue and the purples and the reds and the in, in, in like my dad, he, he's got two huge A cup scar tissues on his flipping head. Right. You, you know, so, so, so now you go, okay, the size, but it was just a battering all the time, you know? So to me, I always wondered like, why didn't we step out for a second and let's look at this from a business and how do we improve on rings and how do we improve on longevity? You know, in Japan, Japan were my favorite ropes, you know, cause I jump off the rope. I could do gainers one and a half. When I was at, uh, when I was at WWE, Vince fell in love with the fact that I did a reverse sunset flip through guys all yeah. the time. And I had all kinds of shit, but my dad would cut it, cut it off and go, quit doing flips and stuff. You're an idiot. And I was, I was an idiot. He goes, <laughs> you're killing your size. No one your size should do that. That that's almost disrespect to your size. Right. He goes, leave that for the people, the little people to do it. And, and so I, I, I kind of got it, but man, when I'd run up and jump in Japan, those ropes were huge. And so you had all this really good uh, platform to jump off. And I'm thinking, man, if we would take like some of the old school wrestling rings and then Vince would take like the rope from Japan and you add those up, people could be flipping and diving. And, you know, you, you see, you know, Stone Cold breaks his neck. And, and, and yes, he was a half inch under the legs. But I'm telling you with some of these mats, you still might have might have made it out of that uh, injury. So I wanted to I wanted to ask a different question, but I'm going to pivot towards this because you mentioned uh, writing ideas to Jim Ross, and I just wanted to get your opinion on on uh, Jim Ross because you can't mention Bill Watts without mentioning Jim Ross. You can't mention Jim Ross without mentioning Bill Watts. What are your yep. thoughts on Jim Ross still going strong at 70 years old on a nationally televised uh, wrestling Man, company? Brother, thank God he is. Thank God he is. Um, I don't know what it was. Was it six years ago, seven years ago that his wife got hit by that driver and killed, right? And um, let me tell you, one of the most wonderful, beautiful women that I've ever met, uh, anyone that met her. And, you know, here he goes through his, you know, cerebral palsy or his, his issues, right? 
she was a she was a flight attendant and she was there she she was there for him and she was his rock and and here they're going and things are happening i mean the man got fired from wwe because of his health issue got leaves horrific and then forgives and comes back and makes it an angle that's how much you love wrestling uh, i mean it, would, it just it was mind-boggling so you know i remember the days coming back from middle school and junior high and i would stop at the office and there's my dad and Richard sometimes and Jim Ross and they're sitting there, you know, and everyone's trying to hide from my father because he's just going <laughs> off on everyone. And, but Jim just, he wanted to learn everything from my, my father. And he was, he was, uh, he was honest to a fault. Like, I, I don't care what happens. He would never turn or leave. And you could not, you could not, he, my dad couldn't rip a person harder but jim didn't look at that oh of course well let me tell you what my dad's on you he's on you but my point is jim was like he's just trying to make it better um i'll give you a prime i'll give you a prime example and i don't know if you guys will relate to it but you know i, I i'm one of the top recruits and i'm here and i'm at university of louisville and i'm a quarterback and howard schnellenberger i mean his last three quarterbacks were kozar kelly testaverde he also coached a guy named johnny unitas i mean a few okay quarterbacks right love testaverde testaverde is my guy i'm sorry <laughs> hey love him too man <laughs> that guy played till he's like 99 yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so and um so you know you know i'm here and um brother was brutal when i say brutal the workouts the training the, the it was brutal it was it was like nothing i'd ever seen and i'd been through a lot of rough trainings through amateur wrestling and stuff and uh and one day i was just i just wanted to ask um i'd been there for pro probably shoot two months because two or three months because i because i pulled myself from the all state all city oil bowl everything everything that you fought for your whole high school career I told Schnellenberg, I said, "Hey, I'll, I'll come to I'll come this summer and work out, uh, but I got I got all these bowl games." And he goes, "No, you don't." I go, well, "What?" He goes, "What do those bowl games mean to me?" I go, "Well, but but I played my whole high school, and I get my picture, and yay, 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 and especially the Oklahoma, the the Oil Bowl because that's the best of Texas against the best of Oklahoma man. You know, you want to represent." He's like, "That means shit to me. <laughs> you get hurt or something <laughs> like that. I'm on your next phase. You, do you want to go to the Heisman Trophy?" I go, "Yes, I do, and I'm gonna get the Heisman Trophy." He goes, "Well, then, what does that?" You know, I'm like, "Okay, yes, sir." He goes, "The day you graduate, get in your car. You, you're you're gonna enroll in summer school." So I was there, and I mean, brutal, 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 brutal. And one day I was just messing around, but I uh, I should have learned from people asking my father stupid questions. And I came in, I said, coach, can I ask something? He goes, yeah, I go, is there anything I do good? He goes, excuse me? I go, there is not one, <laughs> I've been here for two or three months. There has not been one thing I've done right going back to the way I get out of my car to go in to work out. I mean, you have critiqued me on everything about me. You know, like, I don't wanna, I wanna say I'm sorry I'm 6'6", six, six because, you know, another six and it's satanic. I don't know what the hell, I mean, you're mad at everything. And he looked at me and goes, get the F out of my office. Now listen, you, you, you just don't walk into Schnelli's office anyway. You get an appointment and he might take it, he might not take it. I'm like, so excuse me, sir. And he goes, no, no. I thought, you know what? I made the I made the wrong choice. I go, excuse me, sir. He goes, you're not you're, you're not what I want or need. I go, sir. I said, hold on. I love you here. I want to be here. 
I didn't have to be here. I chose to be here. This is, this is the place. I just wanted to ask you a question. He goes, wrong mindset. I go, sir, what did I say wrong? He goes, can I ask you something, you idiot? I said, yes, sir. He goes, why in the hell would I ever tell you what you do right? I thought you were smarter than that. You should know what you do right. I'm only here to tell you what you do wrong. He goes, everything else is a waste of your time and my time. And man, it just clicked. I'm like, okay. Now, you know, like, that reminds me of my father. And God bless the people that have had to work under me and all the companies I go do business consulting for. Because I'll have people come to sometimes go, is there anything I do right? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> why would I waste my time telling you that? You know? Um, so, yeah. So, 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 it's brutal. So, Jim was perfect. He was a diamond. Um, um, he loves my father. My father appreciates his hard work and his allegiance to him at all times on everything. And, and to me, man, Jim keeping his private time busy or personal time busy, it's not for the money, guys. Yeah. He, there's no money Jim Ross needs. When I say Jim Ross squeaks when he walks, he squeaks when he walks. <laughs> that, you know, like he is tight, tight, like Jim Cornette type tight and and uh he does it for the love man and for me to sit there i want jim to to do this forever if he doesn't i love him god bless him jim if you're listening i love you god bless you but um you know you lose something as special as what he lost knowing that that's who he wanted to be in in with and you're going through life fill it up brother with <clears throat> the other things you love and keep working because because like many of my mentors have told me and, and several have passed away the fastest way to death is retirement meaning you just retire and you do nothing so yeah, yeah. that's my story and i'm sticking to it <laughs> well i like it we're on the line with uh eric watts you can follow him on social media uh at the eric watts on instagram facebook.com backslash watts dot eric and eric is spelled with a k and Watts has two T's in it, uh, but it's going across the bottom of the screen. Make sure you follow Eric, show him some support. Uh, and if you, if you if you guys don't mind too, I want to do a shout out. Um, not gosh, it's it's uh, August around fourth or fifth. Um, I've got an autograph session, and it's it's, it's huge uh, in Charlotte. Uh, of course, I don't have my glasses, but it's called the Gathering, I think. Yeah, um, right in in Charlotte. I I booked this you know four or five months ago there's a there's a kid that is awesome he's brought me up to new york a long time ago we had always stayed in contact it's um captain's corner booth um i i tried to keep my you know like even podcast guys i i don't just go on anyone's podcast uh but it's my way of staying connected with the wrestling world and giving back um you know because i've got companies my companies and stuff that i run and do um, so this kid called me back up and said, bro, is there any way that I can get you to come to Charlotte, North Carolina? I go, absolutely for you, dude. And so, so I'm going to go out there and again, don't hold me this. I, I know I'm signing on a Saturday. So I think it's like August 5th or 6th, but anyone that is in, um, earshot range or coming out there, please come by and see me at that booth. And that's uh, The Gathering 3, August 4th, the 7th, Hilton University Place, Charlotte, North Carolina. TMartPromotions.com is where you can buy your tickets. It is a stacked, stacked lineup here. Just a poster, Bret Hart, Ronnie Garvin, Eric Watts. Uh, it looks like Jimmy Jam, the Rock and Roll Express. God damn, there's a lot of people there. Dude, man, when I ate the, right now, I don't know if you can tell, chill bumps. 
you know, because that, that that's that's the crazy shit. That's the crazy stuff about that is, you know, when I go to these, they should never if, if they should never pay me to go sign autographs. I should pay to be admitted into the damn thing because I am a mark. Like my favorite pro wrestler is Cowboy Bill Watts. My favorite promoter is Cowboy Bill Watts, and not because he's my father, but dude. I have got a laundry list of people that I just, my mouth drops and I just clap. They are the Shakespeare's of this sport. And you just named a few, dude. And there's, and there's people because, of, you know, because my dad telling stories back in the 50s and the 60s and stuff like that. You know, I'll see some of these names that might not pop up to someone else, but I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. And, and, and then the regulars, you know, Nikki Koloff, right? I mean, he's the Mark Merrow. Mark Merrill, yeah. Mark Merrill, Mark Merrill is seven miles from my house, and the only time I see him is an autograph session or when we go to DDP's Christmas party. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know. So, um, can, can uh, I can I can I can I just tell you how refreshing that is to hear for somebody that has been around this business since day one to say something like that to say okay. like you still freak out about seeing people and you still enjoy everything that you're doing i just want to say from a podcaster who's been doing this for 10 years it's so awesome to hear stuff like that chill bumps i'm i get worried like i i I get worried because i want to make sure that i pay attention to the people i need to pay attention to you know when someone's paying you to come in and stuff like that you you know you you should respect the fact that they're bringing you in and they want to of course they want to make money Okay, but nothing's guaranteed, right? These shows sometimes have 30,000 people and then sometimes they have 300 people, right? And and then things like that. So first, you know, you got to respect that. And you got the issue is, let me give you a few ideas, guys, not ideas. Let let me give you a few things that maybe you guys might not think about. Thing that drives me crazy. Four day event, they want to bring you in. Of course, they're gonna be so kind to say, hey, you want a hotel? You want this? You want to come in and out? How do you want to do this, right? And you take a hotel. So you want to go see some friends that you haven't seen forever and you see and you always do it at the hotel because that's where everyone's staying right so then you're always going to go to the bar <laughs> to hang out that's and true. you're going to reminisce well let's see if i was a wrestling fan where where, where am i going to be after hours in which i don't have to pay to get in i don't have to pay for you know hey can you sign this can you do this and you and i can't tell you how many guys go yes i can yes i can because god forbid someone is upset that you didn't sign it and and you know i was telling someone this just today i said it's very easy for me to say i'm sorry i'm under contract and my contract says i can't sign anything is that true hell no it's not true but it's the easiest way to give a quick i'd love to uh i can't hey you know People, you know, my, my Facebook's maxed um, and it has been forever. And I think I'm going to go public with it or whatever. So more people can get to me. But, you know, people that truly want my autograph, they can't come anywhere. They can message me and say, hey, you know, and, and, and guys, I, I don't want anyone to hear this, which I'm screwed now. I, I've, I've, I, I tell people what I want for my autograph and what I deserve for my autograph. And, and guys, <clears throat> there are times when people express some stuff to me or talk to me about it. And I can promise you, um, I make those happen too. If you, you know, if I trust it and believe it, right? Because who am I without the fans in the first place, right? If people do not come to the arenas, it doesn't matter your it factor because no one can pay you. 
But then you go to these these fan fests, and I'll be a son of a gun. You got all these guys, most of them paid to come into there, or if not, they're doing a profit split. The ones that do profit splits, those are the guys who you see won't sign an autograph outside the convention center. <laughs> because, you know, because if you're on a deal where you're making yeah. a 30% of everything or 50% of everything, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Right. We, we've and done so, we've done it. We've we've done the vendor stuff. So we, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. But how many times did you see guys and then they're signing stuff, right? So to me, my biggest issue is I get all giddy going, okay, who all am I gonna see? How you see 10 people you want to talk to, they want to talk to you. And the biggest problem is, okay, you know, here's uh the let's say you know uh Bret Hart. Here's Brett. Man, I got to talk to him about the time, you know, it was me and Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog, and, and we're running Canada, and he brought us to the house to watch some old uh, tapes. Oh, my gosh, God, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I got to talk to him, but let's see, I can only talk to him for so long, and then but there's so many other people I want to talk to, but I got to respect him because, oh, my gosh, he's, he should be enshrined as one of the better, best wrestlers ever. You know, it's a, it's like, again, a freaking fan that actually has the right to go talk to someone, and I don't want to abuse the fanship either. Right, right, because I, I am, I, I am, I am, I'm, I am a, I'm a mark, and 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 that's what made it so special to wrestle, because I also know all the other side of it, and to me, you know, it's the guys when I watch basketball or I watch baseball or I watch football that do it truly for the love of sport. People go, ah, oh, he makes thirty million a year. Yeah, he's made thirty million freaking dollars a year, and he could have retired ten years ago. Hell. That guy's model wife probably wants him retired, but he, <laughs> but he, but that particular guy can't give it up because he knows once, once your talent goes away, your, 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 your career's over. It's like when, like, like I loved about Drew Brees, right? You see him and they're running deep in the playoffs. He's, he said it's his last year, but here's the deal, man. He couldn't throw anything over 20 yards anymore. Yeah. He literally could not throw over 20 yards. I can tell you, Drew Brees' mind is one of the greatest minds there is in football. And if Drew Brees could still throw the ball 40 yards, A, he probably would have won a Super Bowl at the very end. And and he would have played again. He yeah. knew his days. Um, we um, have Tom Brady, on the other hand, who's... You got yeah. Tom Brady. He gave it up. And then he left going, hold on. I'm still at the peak of my ability because I can still rope at 50, 60 yards. And I know the game as good as or better than anyone else. Yeah. And then you surround yourself with all the pieces that he surrounded himself with in Tampa Bay. And then boom. You know, the, big, the, the biggest thing about that's going to be, you know, Arians, you know, steps back and they got a new guy. And so will it, how much of the offense will be new or not? Because Brady, you know, when Brady came in, he said the biggest problem was you can't learn a book that fast. So he actually had to come in to Bruce and say, Bruce, time out. I'm going to be here for a while and I'm going to learn your shit. We're gonna have to throw in some Patriot plays. So when I, because I, I remember this in college, when I'm trying to learn the book, what ends up happening is when you got blitzes coming from everywhere and your clock is ticking and you're down and your yardage is ticking. So what if you got a hundred plays? If you can only recall three of them, what does it matter? Yeah, that's you know, wow. but yeah, but when you can pull from a Rolodex like you could at, at New England and say, I got 15 different ways, dude. I remember some of the first times I started. I'm like. I look back going, I could have called 50 other plays. I just didn't know the, the – our book was the Yellow Pages. Right. I, mean, I mean, literally, the, it was the Yellow Pages. So um, <clears throat> that's how I feel about it, man, the, 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 the true love of the sports. Uh, <clears throat> me and Brian Erlacher <clears throat> used to hang out a lot. And, um, dude, I, 
Ryan Erlacher would have gone and played the played pro football, and he didn't come for money. I think his mom was a beautician, divorced, and his dad was a semi driver, semi truck driver. And I promise you, Ryan Erlacher would have played for free in the NFL. Wow. He was sick. He's just a sicko. I mean, he he was get he was getting put he was getting pulled by Vince to come to like a WrestleMania, and he just signed a brand new like fifty seven million dollar agreement, which was huge back then, and it really had nothing to do with it. He he loved pro wrestling per se. I mean, he knew a lot of wrestlers: Dallas Page, me, blah blah blah. And I'd called him saying, "Hey, I got this idea for TNA. I'm at TNA, and I'd really like you to come down." I said, I know you got the Pro Bowl, and I know that Vince is offering you six figures for WrestleMania, but I got a great deal for you to come down to TNA. He goes, what? So, be on a pay-per-view with you? Go, go, man. Yeah, go listen. You know, uh, think about this because Jeff and them, you know, they don't have the same budget as as right. Vince. And I said, I know he's, a, you know, I heard Vince was offering like a quarter million dollars and stuff like that, you know. And he's like, bro, you know it's not about the money, man. I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. Let's do this, bro. Let's do this. I go, listen to my offer first. Okay, you, you and your agent Bryce, which was your high school best friend that we we play golf and all that. All three of us play golf. I can get you guys first class tickets, and then you're going to have a limo from the airport to, and they're going to get you like a hotel room. He goes, okay, I'll do it. I go, okay, because that's it. Like you're paid for this. I've worked it out. It's zero. <laughs> he said, he's like. What I go, dude, for them to be bringing in two people, first class, limo, nice hotel, that's more than a lot of guys, you know, get in the first place, you know. So that's the that's the deal. He goes, sign me up, bro. Sign me up. <laughs> like, I could have I said, hey, uh, Brian, uh, you and Bryce, could you walk down from Chicago? You may want to start a few weeks early. He, <laughs> he was so invested, right, into things. And, and, and that's, that's, to me, is, is what the – Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. If he if he knew that there was three people at an auditorium that he could tear the house down with, bro would go out with a forty five minute match. <laughs> it just I mean, hey, 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 baby, let me tell you right now, there's three people here that we can just make make amazed with my greatness. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, there's three, let's do this. <laughs> Most guys would be going, oh, dude, there's three. I remember some guys. We'd hit these towns on like a New Year's, and there would be a a blizzard, like in Denver, and, and there were supposed to be twenty thousand people, and then like four thousand people showed up. And I remember the guys going, "Holy shit! I remember this." Well, what'd you get? Seven, seven people were here. Oh, did you count the concession stand person? Because there wasn't seven, and I did see a janitor. I counted five. <laughs> like they're dogging, you know, the audience. And then and then there's your Ric Flair's, and there's your Dusty Rhodes, and the, and there's your Shawn Michaels and, 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 you know, uh, Razor Ramones and, and, and those guys, what I love. And, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And Stone Cold, man, when the Hollywood Blondes and Stone Cold and I watched and I would watch these matches, man. I never missed a match before or after. I never missed a match. And I remember saying, Ricky, Ricky, let me ask you, man, why do these guys go so hard every night? And he goes, because there's a handful of us, and it doesn't matter our opponent. We want to have the best, best match of the night. He goes, matter of fact, I want a lesser opponent so that when I have the best match, I can go back and look those guys in the eyes. If they look at me, we don't say anything. They were in complete macho man, Randy Savage. Guys, go back to some of these TV shows, and you're like, 
this guy just had a WrestleMania, right, with Brooklyn Brawler, you know, or whoever you wanted, right, which are awesome guys. I love them, you know. But he did. they did not need to be showcased versus showcased because all those guys – uh, uh, Steve, this is Steve, uh, Steve Austin, early, early, early Hollywood Blondes. He literally one day at center stage, everyone was cracking. We were tired. We we're beat up. We got to do Saturday Night Live. He literally was sitting there, and a lot of times we'd have meetings in the seats, and we'd be sitting there, and then guys would be like, uh, you know, moaning, bitching because they hurt. And Steve got in. He threw a broom in. He had a match with a broom for 12, 15 minutes. 12, 15 minutes. Jumped off the top rope, elbowed the broom, wrestled, kicked out from the broom, literally had a match with the broom. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. And why? You're hurt, you're beat up. That's how much you love it. So let's jump around here a little bit. Let's get to, um, I want, there's so, God, we could talk for hours with you. Um, But real quick, just because like the folklore of your run in WWE is so, it's very, uh, what's the word? and captivating whether you either loved it or you hated it so you either right. love the techno team 2000 or you thought it was the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen what was your take on that because i actually liked it and i oh. think in 1995 a team like that's kind of from like the future is not yep. not not bad at all so what was what is your overall spectrum on what the techno team 2000 was I, i'm a, i'm encapsulate what you just said we were either the techno team or techno turds there, 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 was, there, was, there was only two. Let, let, me, let me say this, and it, 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 like, it hurts. It hurts. Because Vince is brilliant. So his team gets together, and you're right, it's 1995, and he's already wanting to promote the team of 2000. Right. Okay. So the behind the scenes on that was I was leaving WCW, and I had called WWE and said – Hey, I, I'm in, I, I, I'm interested in coming to WWE. Now, again, don't hold me against, I mean, don't hold this against me. I hadn't called WWE before, right? So they're like, okay, we'll get you a tryout. Now, now at first I'm sitting there going, I'm averaging 307 days a year wrestling, yeah. a, a tryout. And, and the person's like, no, 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 lesson. you know, your age, your bracket, your, you know, where you're at, you're, you, you, this, this has more to do with the right thing in front of the boys. And come out here and wrestle and blah blah blah. I'm like, no problem. It just threw it threw me off because I didn't know the I didn't know the policy. I didn't know the procedure. I'm like, okay, well let's do it. So, so I had a friend of mine that was my tight end in college, in which had gone and played pro ball, and he just couldn't stick with the team. Dallas Cow. Uh, he started Indianapolis Colts. He went to Miami Dolphins. He went to Dallas Cowboys. Can't remember. So he goes home. And, and from what I understand, uh, had a little issue with gambling or whatever, you know, and then, and, and, and so, you know, I get a call from his mom, which I love dearly. And this kid goes from a great potential to living back at home with his parents. And he was like checking people in at the fitness facility, <laughs> you know, like her, his mom's like his potential he's, he's checking and he's okay. Can you do anything? So I said, yeah. So I said, hey, bro, come on down. You can live with me. You can stay with me. I'll get you a training contract at WCW. And he did. He, uh, he you know, he, he was at the facility. I, I was busy. You know, yes, he lived with me, but I was on the road all the time. And I'll try to make the story really short. They It took about two or three years. 
and they saw something in him and said, your time. So they took him down to Disney at the time to wrestle a match. He wrestles the match and, and, you know, cause he's about, he's about to give up. Right. I mean, two years, three years, a training facility, no matter how much you're getting paid and he got paid. Well, it just, if you're an athlete, you're ready to, you're ready for the, the show, but right. let's get on the road. And, um, he had a match and it was actually against Goldberg and he beat Goldberg cause that would have been Goldberg's first match. Someone in the back said, Hey, I got an idea for that kid. Let's ask him to stay home for a few more months, but let's repackage him in a different deal. And he lost his crap. He lost his crap. Like he was like, that's I, after all this time, they say, I have a match. Me and Bill have a good match together. And I, I, I know now because Bill Goldberg wasn't Bill Goldberg, you know, yet and all this other stuff. So he was just talking about the match. I had a good match. It felt good. It looked good. I'm, re I'm ready. Not, not for middle card, just to be on the card. Ready? Right. And so I come home and I'm hearing this. I'm like, dude, did you really, you've done this. You've been good. You haven't gotten in trouble. Forget it. I'm going to call WWE and I'm going to say, you're going to try it with me. <laughs> so I call up WWE. I said, Hey, I'm going to bring someone with me. And they go, we didn't invite anyone else. I go, well, he's a good athlete. Just take a look at him. So Jim Ross calls me back and said, Hey, Eric, let me explain to you how this works. You want to be dumb enough to bring someone else? Son, you're gonna, you're gonna, they're, they're gonna sign you. But I'm gonna tell you something about how Vince works. You come up and your partner looks like shit, then you both don't come. You either both come or you don't come if you ask to come as a tag. And I'm like, well, we're coming. And now in my mind, I'm thinking, hold on. I so wanted to be in WWE. I love WCW, but who doesn't want to go to, to, to uh, you know, like two great teams, right? That's like, that's like, you know, I'm at the Dallas Cowboys, so I wouldn't like to go play with for someone else, of course, you know? And, and so I'm like, okay, well, F it, we'll do it. So I immediately freak out and I go to the WCW power plant and I said, you work out tomorrow? He goes, yeah. I said, I'm going to be there. Well, I had good rapport with everybody and I went down. And I got an idea. Um, for us because i don't know how good you are in the ring <laughs> so let's get going and so i came up with a whole bunch of double spots you know uh double leaf frogs double hip toss he hits the rope i hip toss him on top of someone um i stole i stole a a, a luchador move i would throw someone in the corner and chat and, and then and then i'd come up and elbow him i'd bounce out chad would run i'm six six chad six six he would jump and i'd catapult him into a flying, you know, body press in the corner. Um, uh, you know, he would hit him. I would do a reverse sunset flip off the top rope. You know, blah blah blah. So, so we go up there, and we uh, we actually had Brooklyn Brawler and um, oh, uh, Barry Horowitz. What's that? Barry Horowitz. Oh yes, love Barry. And so, and so we have Barry, and I don't know these guys. And we go out there and we have a match and Barry and them. And, and of course, I kind of kind of understand the WWE thing, you know, so so someone could say you're doing good and not and da da da. And I'm like, OK. And um, we came in and I come through the curtain and there's Vince and says, Eric Watts, Chad Fortune right over here. Come up by one of the semis where, all, you know, he goes, I need to sign this contract. I go, excuse me. He goes, 
you're ready to sign. I need you guys immediately. I, I don't even want you to think about it. And so in all my brilliance, because of my brilliance, I said, sir, I don't sign anything without my lawyer looking at it. He goes, excuse me? I got, I said, I don't sign anything without my lawyer looking at it. He goes, when can your lawyer look at it? And I said, he can look at it Monday. He goes, can you FedEx this to me Monday? I said, yeah, I'll FedEx to you. So we end up leaving and we get in the car and Chad's like, are you kidding me? WWE? It's like, he goes, I don't give a shit. What's in that contract, man? I'm signing it. I'm not, I, I, he goes, he goes, so, so how much is the lawyer going to cost us? I go, I don't have a lawyer. I just, that's what you're supposed to say when someone wants you to. <laughs> so we went home, had a few drinks and we sat around till Monday and I said, Hey, I'm going to sign mine because you are I go. Yeah. My lawyer looked at it, <laughs> signed it and, you know, said it. And, and dude, I mean, Vince treated us like rock stars, came up with the idea, had a different uh, um, fashion designer. They'd gone to a female, which the outfits were a little different. Um, you know, I felt weird when I'm like, Hey, techno team 2009, I've got somewhat of a country accent. I'm like, Hey, I'm techno team thousand y'all <laughs> to the future, uh, urban cowboy. Uh, but I, I saw the concept and, and Vince is like, I have never seen two guys, six, six that can move and do, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, thank you, sir. And, uh, man, you could feel the vibe. I mean, you just, you, you, you could feel it. You could feel the fans liked it. Um, and, and, and so what I think happens, this is just me. And, and yes, there's some people that some people don't like anything. Uh, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying, uh, you, you know, there's, there's baby face fans, there's heel fans, there's smart Mark fans, you know, you, so I'm not talking everybody. You could just tell when you're in the arenas, you could tell that there was a lot to it. You can tell in the back from the happiness and the jealousy, right? And realistically, what happened is we're going, and then there was a big, um, uh, first of all, Vince couldn't wait for our outfits to be made. They, they were taking like three or four months, the music, the copyrights. And I remember he called and said, hey, Eric, would you and Chad, you tried out in your Louisville shorts, and you had your jerseys on, you know, or your, your, your uh, letter jackets, would you do one of those two things? I, I, I got to see you guys again. I go, okay. You know, I mean, like, this is the man. He's asking us, you know, we want to see you. He goes, we, we got something happening in my backyard at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Can you guys fly up for a match? So we actually flew up and had a match at Madison Square Garden in Boston Garden those two nights. Actually, the Madison Square Garden night was the night in which Kevin Nash – uh, what was the big thing when they, you know someone was leaving? Who, who was leaving? And they hugged at the end of the matches. The, cur the curtain call, if you will. The curtain call, if you will, because I was standing right by Vince. Vince truly lost his shit. I, and plus, I wasn't they, like they totally broke. You know, it was Hunter. They all broke kayfabe to well, you know, to to to, to thank the guys that are going to WWE. You know, I mean, excuse me, WCW. Right. And and so we were on. The, those are the first two shows. Well, in the match, Chad, I mean, Chad's very talented. He got excited and ran, and he, he'd not really been other than the tryout on ropes. And ropes are completely different from cable at WCW. They just are. They, they don't give the same way. They're lighter. They're looser um, and all that. And he fell through the flipping ropes. <laughs> And you heard the fans go, oh, well, him being so new, now he's got his dauber down. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on. We finished the match. Well, you could tell Vince was kind of like, ah, you know what? He asked me, he said, what did I say? Ah, it's just butterflies. It's butterflies. It's a huge stadium. It's butterflies. Well, I can even tell 
I asked Chad, I said, dude, man, did you see the people up in the top? I mean, it was sold out. It was beautiful. He goes, I didn't see anybody. Like, Eric, when I'm talking, I didn't see anybody. I don't remember walking out, you know, and, and again, you know, your second match, you're sold out freaking Madison Square Garden. So I think that gave uh, uh, Vince a little bit of like, huh, I, you know, I wonder if he's as good. But, 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 but I, I remember the night it happened. We were, we were they had like a, a corporate meeting. There was a, uh, there was a Europe show and a Canadian show and we were on the Canadian show. And the Europe show was sold out. The Canadian show wasn't as sold out. Plus, uh, the Europe shows always did huge money. So all your guys that have busted their asses deserve to be on this Europe, Europe show. So after the meeting, I can't remember whether it was Gorilla Monsoon came up to us and said, said, because we've been handed our tickets after the thing. You know, so we have these, you know, packets of Canadian stuff and nothing else. I said, Yes, yeah, sir, something wrong. He goes, Yeah, we'll be right back with you. Next thing you do, they go, I go, what's going on? They go, we're taking the smoking guns and we're sending them to Canada. We're sending you guys to Europe. Vince wants you guys on that 10 days sold out and he wants you to have fun. And that's when I go, we're effed. <laughs> because I'd watched enough, <laughs> I'd watched enough of WWE and I was huge uh, Billy and Bart fans. I, I, I was a huge fan of a lot of the wrestlers, but those guys, you could tell, weren't a chosen team to be champions. Those to me were your every day. I will work harder than you. I'll give it up. I'll die for the sport. I mean, like literally their hearts were on their sleeves and all they wanted to do was do good and love the sport. And so I'm thinking, oh, my God, these guys have been busting their butt. Well, we were also told, and as soon as you come back, the first Monday Night Raw, you guys are champs. So it would have been our third, fourth, and they were going to put the belts on us. Wow. And, and I'm like, we are so effed. <laughs> and, uh, because all the flights didn't move till the next day, and, and I'd already known too much about WWE. The, the locker room law in WWE was not the locker room law in WCW. Completely different. And so there's kind of a kangaroo court of things. And there's a process at WWE. There was a process at WCW too, but there was a process. So it had to go to certain ears. Those ears took it to someone else. And then someone else took it to Vince or whatever. Just like if you read the thing about you know Shane went to Vince saying that he wanted to shine more in the Brock Lesnar match or whatever. And then Vince said, no, you're going to do it Brock's way. And then he told Shane, guess what? You know, you'll never get another pop at WWE again and fired him. You're right. You know, it, it was kind of like, it was kind of like that. Like, I, I think that smoking guns did how they felt and they went and they went and talked to the right people and said, this is bull crap. These guys, we fought too hard. This is our payoff. This is our thing. Uh, uh, you know, this is horseshit. And so probably about three hours later, tickets were switched and back. And that's when I go, yeah, we're definitely screwed. <laughs> so we went on the Canadian tour and did some stuff, but, but that caused a heat with, with the office of the boys. And, 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 and brother, it's hard to overcome that. And we could have overcome it. But there's one or two other things that happened, and, and, and Vince uh, eventually gave up on Chad. So what I'm trying to say is it sucks because I really think 
that techno team could have been everything that Vince wanted. And I think the fans would have loved it. But I think also the fans that thought it was the shits, some of those were actually fans hoping it worked and it fizzled out per se so fast and they did not know why that they were almost embarrassed. Like, oh, that's a good thing. Oh, it sucked. It was never going to be any good. Like, like buyer's remorse. You feel me? Right. Yeah. And, and, and because I'm telling you, I've been in many arenas. You could feel it. People were losing their crackers when our music went off. Mm-hmm. Just after like one or two times. I'm like, this is not normal. This is not like the, the people were into it. Right. So um, that's kind of what happened, man. So, you know, yeah, I think that I think that if we would have lasted per se in the Chad and the this and the that and the dog didn't eat my homework, I think it could have been a great uh, uh, tag team. But, dude, how many stories are like that? You know, right. there, there, there's plenty of stories like that. There's got to be a good story as to how you ended up back in WCW in 1999. I think, um, you know, I should know this a lot better because I get, I, you know, I do, I, I, I do several podcasts, uh, not a lot, but several. And, and now at 54, I'm thinking, okay, early Alzheimer's is definitely here. This is, this is what I remember. I, I remember the fact that why I left WCW, I mean, WWE, was because because when techno when 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 Vince had made a call saying, okay, some people aren't going to believe this, but it's it's actually really cool. When when I signed my agreement with Vince, I talked to Vince. Then I said, hey Vince, can I ask you something? He goes, yeah. I go, let me explain to you where I'm at. It's not that it's just WWE. I want to learn to be one of the best in the business. In order to do that, sir, you got to understand, I know all the business aspects of business. I would say better than most every one of the boys for sure, okay? But I wasn't allowed in the ring until after I graduated college. So my dad, there was no baby faces and heels in locker rooms. I didn't go in ever and hear a match. There, no one ever, like if me and my brother went into the room for something to, to, to bring something like a, a coat back from the ring or there weren't people going over their matches. There wasn't shit, guys. So so elbow, hip toss. Okay, got it. Calling a match, never in my life had I heard anyone call a match, how to call a match, why to call a match, what to do in a freaking match. It was when... It's when I had called and, and said, hey, I graduated. I've got a few hours left, and I'm not going to go in the draft. I'm over football, and, and I'd already interviewed at Georgia Pacific in Atlanta. I said, hey, I want to get in the ring. Is there someone you, you know? And my dad's like, yeah, Jody Hamilton. And I go, yeah, cool. And I said, I just want to get down there and feel what it's like. And that's exactly what happened. I went down there and feel what it's like. Gentlemen, I was at that school for 20 Three days. I was driving back to Louisville to finish three classes in my master's. And Dusty Rhodes asked me, said, hey, you've been working out with Sarge. Bro, wouldn't you like to feel what it's like to, to have a master's? I go, hell yeah, I'd like to feel what it's like. And I said, a matter of fact, after I finish my master's, I'm going to come back. And if you can get me in the training school, I'd like to. He goes, run it down. And it was uh, uh, Tennessee, uh, not yeah, Franklin. I think it's Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, 
I said, really? He goes, yeah. I go, I don't have nothing to wear. He goes, well, you, you bought your wrestling boots. I said, well, I bought wrestling boots because I wanted to have the right thing. I said, but I don't have anything. He goes, don't you have some football shorts, pants? I said, yeah. He goes, cut them off and go wrestle. I said, I don't even know enough about wrestling. He goes, it'll be fine. Sarge has been working out with you 23 days. Go in there and have some fun. And when I showed up for that match, I went in because I was like, so where are the good guys dressed, right? <laughs> I walk in and right there's Rick Steiner. He goes, what are you effing doing here? I go, well, I was told that I might be able to wrestle. He goes, wrestle? What? where have you learned to wrestle? Because he knew me as a kid, right? You know, I go, well, I've been down at Joey's school. He goes, how long have you been down there? I'm like, 23 days. He goes, and you're going to wrestle? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, first things first, you don't deserve to be in our locker room, concession stand. So <laughs> my first night, there's like, there's like women, they're making the popcorn and shit. I was getting dressed, trying to hold a towel in the concession stand. I came out like smelling like Evan popcorn. <laughs> So I was like, this is so embarrassing. I go down, I wrestle the match, and I, I and I honestly, it was, thank God I had Nick Patrick as a referee. Phenomenal, right? Sarge, phenomenal. Um, uh, just, I got so much to say about that night that you guys would be laughing and give me a hard time. So I had been working out and I'd gained some extra weight since, since, football had, had stopped <laughs> so I had a jersey on and I went because I'm like okay I'll do my football pants and jersey I had no backup well I didn't try my jersey on so I get there and I put my jersey on the jersey was hot as I mean like tight as hell well I started like working out and started sweating so I get to the ring and I and they're like Eric Watts and people are cheering and I go to take off my jersey and it was like in hockey I got it caught in my head <laughs> Nick Patrick had to pull my jersey off of me. I was like, they were like, ah, they're laughing. Uh, and then and then they let me go over. Don't know why, but they let me go over. And I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, you know, because I rolled out immediately, you know, because I didn't know who's going over or not. They called it last minute. And boom, and I roll out. I'm like, I won really woo. And so then I started going. So it was a great match. You're going to the wrong locker room. <laughs> I was going back to the heels locker room. <laughs> so, so I went back to the concession stand. And so, so basically, you know, Grizz comes, Dusty says, hey, run one more. It's, you know, I think it was Chad Nugent. He goes, run one more. It's Nashville. Nashville's halfway to Louisville. And then after that, he goes, what, what is it like? I go, sir, I played college football in the Coca-Cola Classic against Syracuse and Tokyo. I, 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 my first main start was on a sold-out ESPN Ohio State in the horseshoe. I said, dude, I have been on some major, major, major platforms in my whole life, and I've never felt shit like that in my life. And he goes, you're act." I go, excuse me, sir? He goes, you're not going to college. I go, yeah, no, I need to. He goes, no, you don't, because you're never going to use that degree. He goes, I need you back tomorrow in Atlanta. Your fourth match is going to be Saturday Night Live. I go, what? He goes, WCW, bro. You're on the team. Come sign your contract. Click. And so I call up my girlfriend, which is my fiance. I go, hey, I got some news. I'm not going to be home tonight. She goes, where are you going? I said, back to Atlanta. I go, why? You were just there. I go, I got to wrestle tomorrow night. And she's like, what? I said, I'm signing a contract. You know, so it was, it was effing crazy, dude. So um, uh, when all that happened to go back, I was telling, I was telling Vince, I'm like, Vince, I'm averaging like 302 days, 302 days a year at WCW. Um, uh, my contract was different from anyone else's. I, 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 I put mine to where I got incentivized every time I wrestled over 25 matches in a month. So when uh, when other guys had guaranteed money and they saw they had twelve matches, they're like, "Yes, I get the same money for 12. And 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 I would sit there and hope. Well, when I got twenty eight matches or twenty nine matches in a month, brother, I'm getting bonus over that twenty fifth. 
and it was just I, I, I reduced my what the guys were getting paid. I reduced mine to only be able to reach theirs by incentivizing. So WCW had every reason to use the hell out of me. Well, guess what? That's what I wanted and needed. It hurt. It was it hurt. But bro, sometimes double towns, Minnesota, Memphis. I'm like, yes, double shot. Hurt or not, it gives me. So when I went to WWE. I'm like, yes, it's on. These guys are on the road just as much as WCW. But then the outfits took like four months to make, and then the Chad thing, and then when they were upset, they sent us to Memphis for a while, and Chad couldn't handle it, and, and so he wasn't working, and da-da-da, and then I come back, and then Vince is like, hey, w, WWE, Vince had told me, he goes, Eric, if you're ever unhappy, I'll let you out of your contract. And I've heard the horror stories, like, oh, no, he'll just say that, or da-da-da, he's a liar. I knew he wasn't lying to me. I, I think that he had that much respect for my wrestling family, you know, per se. And and I knew he meant it. And um, and so I got a call and said, hey, um, we're going to let Chad go. And I go, okay. And they go, do you want to call or do you want us to call? I said, no, I, I got a few things I got to talk to you about. I said, you understand that I had people look at the contract Chad had. We found a loophole out. When Chad left the training school, Eric Bischoff went so crazy that he nullified every person's uh, contract in training school, had him rewritten and re-signed because of the loophole that I found. He said, I said, so Chad's name is mud at WCW, and it's wrong that you guys let it go so, so that fast. So I need you guys to pay him for six months, and there was something else. And they go, no problem. And, and so literally they let him go and kept paying for six months so he could get his feet. So to me, that shows how awesome of a company they were at least to me, they've always been awesome to me, boom. But the issue was, then I get a call saying, hey, Vince has got a great idea for a new character, but it's gonna take about six months. And I go, I don't have six months. I go, you're under contract. I go, not when I talk to Vince. So basically I talked and Vince said, yep, that's what I said. He goes, here, I'm going to offer you something so good. It's gonna show you how much I believe in you. The money's gonna be phenomenal. So what I'll do is I'll send you your release and I'll send you your new agreement and I'll look to see what you send back. I said, thank you, sir. I got it and I effed up because I did read the contract they sent and it was amazing. But I had to sit there and think about it and go six more months, not wrestling, not this. I can't do it. I sent the release back and I called DDP after I signed the release and said, dude, you talked to Bischoff for me. I got to get back on the road. He goes, bro, you're WWE. I go, bro, not anymore because I, I, I got to get on the road. So Dallas called uh, Bish, Bischoff. And, um, and then, and they, you know, they drove me through the mud, you know, like started me only on Saturday nights and, you know, did the whole thing. They drug me through the mud and, and, and whatever. But listen, I mean, I don't ever take back my decisions because my decisions were to obtain and be the best in wrestling that I could become did it happen no i didn't get the dates and I, I i i i did not every one of the moves that happened to me were successful but i'm gonna tell you i did everything i could within my power and sometimes to a detriment to try to obtain to become the best i could be for pro wrestling and minus my injuries bro i think that i would have achieved to be one of the better uh because it was my injuries that took me out at the end and I got to be honest with you, man, the, the times at TNA, uh, at TNA where they let me off on the mic and let me do my stuff, 
I mean, I was feeling it. I mean, that's when I was like, I and then Georgia Championship Wrestling with um, uh, Jerry Oates and TNA. Man, I was feeling it, and I was I was confident, and I was loving it. Um, and again, it, it became a, an injury and a, a divorce situation towards the end where I needed to back out. Uh, you know, because I still deal with uh, coughing massive amounts of blood all the time, and the doctors, you know, doctors don't know what's going on. And I was told at 25 I'd die by 32. You know, so you know, um, throat cancer, but it, it, it went away. Uh, people don't believe it. I got the pictures and stuff, uh, coughing blood all the time. They messed up my ruptured esophagus that I got at Royal Rumble. And so um, went through a lot of that. It, it got to the point where I also had built my own companies. And I was like, how do I look my kids in the face just because I want to become one of the best? I, I The way I looked at it, guys, was like, I was like, well, maybe God's telling me something like, hey, you, you gave it a shot, blah, 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 but maybe your body is not made for the the wear and tear. So that's the only way I can look at it. But that, that's kind of how I went to WCW. But uh, um, and, 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 and it does kill me to this day because I wonder what I'd be like if I was able to average those 300 days a year for 15 to 20 years. I, 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 it would have been, it would have been awesome. Well, this has been absolutely awesome, Eric. Uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Um, like Kevin said before, we could talk to you for hours cause we've only begun to scratch the surface. Uh, but, it, but we do, uh, we do want to let you go. We don't want to keep you all night. I know it's been yep. about an hour long interview, but a lot of fun, yep. a lot of great stories. Uh, so much fun, dude. Before we let you go though. Um, Anything you want to leave for the fans? Uh, anything you want to tell to the people listening, watching? Yeah, you know, the 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 first thing that I would like to do is thank you guys for what you do. Um, my mom and dad always told me they go, you know, there's storytellers. There's there's so many parts of this business, right? You know, like when you talk about Jim Ross, you know, my dad truly showed him what a color commentary person was. My father used to coach and say, "Listen." we got to go back to when there was no TV. You've got to be that baseball announcer that, you know, that, that, that brought you to the stadium nationwide. You've got to be able to tell that story where the people will visually see it the way Babe Ruth came up or Hank Aaron or, you know, whoever, right? Mickey Mantles, they came up and how the audience looked. And then people weren't doing that. You know, that's why my dad would get so into like, and, and in high school, he was a power lifter or he was a chess champion. People are like, why, why do you say chess? Well, that must mean he's really smart, right? So you got, you got those storytellers at live events, but gentlemen, whether whether you listen to other podcasts or whatever whatever or not, I'm not asking anyone to judge yours or judge anyone else's. But without storytellers like what you guys are doing, the the handing the baton onto the next generations won't happen or won't happen like it could and should. So you two need to know ten years. Uh, you're badasses and you're awesome and, and 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 fans need to understand thank god for people like you and 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 i do podcasts once in a blue moon with people i know may have 10 people on their podcast you know like i'll get a person you know i, I did one uh not too long ago with a person that was had special needs right and we did a podcast that rocked for three hours i dude i don't know what the part of the podcast was but man, I was damn near in tears doing it because this kid was off the chain awesome, off the chain kind. And basically he said, I did that. to put, He told me, he goes, I did it to put it in the can. So when I get my podcast, it's going to rock. 
I, you're you're the first big guy I could talk it into. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, hey man, d- do it. You rock this, right? So so it goes to the people that may want to be a podcaster someday, or be an announcer someday, or color commentary. To the guys that wrestle, that want to be wrestlers, and they want to put in their time down to the valets, to the managers, to the to want to be promoters. I had a guy reach out to me today said, hey, if you're ever in Tulsa, I know you promoted a lot of things. Could I just spend time? I, I hope to be a promoter someday. I'm thinking, God, that's so refreshing. Who asks who asks get to pick my brain or my father's brain on promotion, right? My dad, I understand, but you know the whole thing. So guys, first thing I want the audience to know is, is yeah, there might be a lot of choices out there per se, but you listen, there aren't a lot of choices. And and any day you think there's too many, let me tell you, there's not enough. Because everyone's got their niche, everyone's got their love. And so listen to the niches, don't commentary the niches. If someone loves all modern stuff or all newest stuff or whatever, and someone likes old school, shut up and listen. Get it all, right? I don't yeah. need to hear how smart you think you were if you don't want to hear about the First World War and the Second World War. It's called history, you dumbass. So, I, and, and yes, I like the modern stuff too, right? I dig it. So right. thank you guys for pushing and doing all you do. Other than that, I, I suck at social media. My daughter, you know, my son's a beast. He's 24, out of business school. My, my daughter is 6'1", um, starting guard for the Naval Academy in basketball. She started nice. the first two years. She's going to her junior, and she she's a beast in social media. But right now, they're going. Uh, she she's a leader for their what they call plebe hell month, and so she's out there doing it. So, my social media, I wish that I was better at it, and I right. could reach more people. Um, but don't you know? Don't stop. If, if on Facebook, look me up. Uh, say, people can send messages somehow to me, and I can still communicate with them, even though a lot of times my friends are maxed. But I, I'm probably going to do it public. And um, and just keep on loving wrestling, you know. Be be uh be a be a critic, but be, but don't be so skeptical all the time. Right. And be and if it's North Carolina's hot in August, you got to beat the heat. The Gathering Three, August fourth to the seventh, uh, down to Hilton University Place. Tmartpromotions.com. Get your tickets. Eric Watts is there. Bret Hart, the Rock and Roll Express, Jimmy Jam Garvin, Ronnie Garvin with the Garvin Stomp. He'll yeah. Garvin Stomp you right there for an extra five. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I don't know if we will, but tell you know, give it a try. Demolition, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's making he's gonna wrestle Ric Flair in a week, like fucking crazy town. Get down yeah. there, see Eric Watts, tell him you yeah. love this interview. Um and, yeah, and thank him. And Tony, we do have a third wizard who's working. Tony said Eric Watts dropkick top five. He just wanted me to throw. throw <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I will say, tell Tony though. I'll send him the one. <laughs> There's one at WCW that was so embarrassing, dude. A dropkick. And so um, I and, and and for your audience, I hope it doesn't hurt any kids' uh, language. But I think my one dropkick, this one dropkick in WCW, I think I could have coined the phrase uh, uh, the phrase uh, drop dick. Cause it, 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 it barely made it over his knees, not to cripple him, but didn't make it above his waist. But I thought I was at least seven feet in the air and I'm a talented guy. So for me, so for me to fly that low was amazing. And, and I'll find that. And gentlemen, uh, you rocked it. And I really appreciate it. Both Kevin, both Matt, I appreciate it. And you guys know this man, you know, please hit me up in a few months and let's yeah. do, let's do, let's do series two. 100 percent i will definitely do that seriously without a doubt dude. i had so much respect for you coming into this interview and just coming out of it it's just like so much more so i appreciate your time i appreciate you spending all the time with us tonight so thank you very much eric 
Thank you. Be blessed. Eric, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll talk soon. Same to you. Thank you, Eric. Eric Watts, at the Eric Watts on the Instagram. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, check him out. Um, man, what a what a great interview. Ah, dude, it, like, you learn, like, so much from, like, like it, it was wild. Like, we were kind of, I don't want to say we were all over the place, but everything that we talked about was super, super informative and super interesting and then super, like, this is stuff I never knew, and now I just want to hear more of it. Um, but yeah, I dude, I'd have him on in a heartbeat again. Oh, I'll get him back on like September, October. We didn't, I didn't even get to ask about ECW, we didn't really get to we dive talk into TNA, TNA, a whole lot of it. Like the return to, to WCW would, I wanted to ask about his evolution of his gear. Like, was he like, and when he went back to ECW in like 98, 99, like he had like those like Jenkos and singlet and even in TNA and like, I, there's so much we could have talked about, but uh, I, I, it was great, man. We've been oh, a freaking fantastic. hour and hour and change hour and 20, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, do you want to take a break before? Yeah, is, uh, is T-Donk joining us? He hasn't uh, usually pops in after cause he's usually watching or he has his finger on the pulse. So, um, so we'll find out if he pops in, but I'll do, yeah, let me, uh, um, I'll do uh, the Patreon reads and stuff, and then yeah, you take run. a little break ski, and then we uh, we could talk Vince, we could talk Ring of Honor. Uh, there's tons to talk about. Yeah, I wanted to I want to figure out what happened with your Ring of Honor stuff because I actually ended up ordering it myself. Okay, yeah, I, well, I yeah, we can get into that. Yeah, okay, all, all right, right. So we go do uh, take a break. BRB, uh, lol. Uh, <laughs> We want to thank you for listening and supporting the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We do have a network, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Uh, go over there, home to um, a bunch of great shows uh, with great guys. Usually I do a lot of ball busting because I know it bothers Tony. But uh, Tony's not here, so I'll say nice things. The Turnbuckle Throwbacks, uh, Phil, Choppy, Jay. I don't even know if fucking Choppy still does the show. I won't lie. I don't listen. I don't even listen to the fucking Mark Order podcast, and I'm part of that show. Uh, and that's not – I just don't have time. Okay, my apologies. Uh, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, though, they're over there. Mark Order Podcast. Uh, if you're looking for a deep dive into AEW, uh, and they did a bonus episode Saturday night with uh, with Eric and Kyle. Kyle does stuff on Body Slam, and he has a Ring of Honor podcast. Um, they do a deep dive into the Ring of Honor pay-per-view Saturday night, so definitely check that out. And, of course, every Wednesday night, the Mark Order Podcast, Kate, Ant Money, uh, the captain, Ryan Schlong, they're holding shit down over there. Uh, I pop in and derail the show uh, for like 40 minutes and I leave. Um, so check that out. Uh, Radioactive Metal, uh, if you're into uh, heavy metal, definitely check out what Snowy does. He knows uh, heavy metal inside now. It's a great podcast. Uh, I listened to it like six years ago. So check it out. Uh, wrestling Night in Canada, they do uh, some wrestling talk too. Uh, the Inclusive Breakdown podcast, um, they do like a pop culture thing. Check them out. The Midnight Jury, they do great throwbacks to the 80s, 90s, movies, music, wrestling, whatever. Check them out, too. Uh, the Brocast, they're not really part of the network, but they have a commercial in our commercial block. Uh, they're a couple of brothers from Australia. Uh, they do a fun wrestling podcast, so check them out. And, of course, The Shining Wizards. And I'm sure maybe I forgot somebody, Antonio, yelling me later, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, you like the Eric Watts interview, you said, God damn, I would love to ask Eric Watts questions. Um, how do I do that? Well, if you are a Patreon supporter over at patreon.com backslash wizards podcast, you 
can be a part of the show. Ten dollars a month. That gets you uh, your name mentioned every week. Plug your social media. Uh, you get our bonus content, which yesterday we recorded three bonus episodes together in person in Studio A. First time we've been there since the last time we were there. Uh, so we got a lot of good stuff coming your way. And then at $10 a month, we'll do a monthly drawing. We're doing the drawing next uh, Monday on the show, August 1st. That winner gets to decide the Wizards Rewind for September. They get to decide if they want to sit in on an interview. Uh, I have August all booked out. If they want to be a part of a show, maybe they want to talk to Chandler Hopkins or Izzy James or CPA. Well, not CPA because he's next Monday, but you get the point. Uh, they can be a, can you beat that challenger? You think you can beat Christian Rocco? Let's do it. Um, you want to pick a wizard's rewind you're in and you get to sit in for the rewind because you picked it. You tell us why and take us on that journey. So that's the $10 level. $5 a month gets you uh, bonus content. We will mention you on this portion of the show and we will plug your social media. $3 a month uh, gives you the bonus content and the plug and $1 a month gets you to plug every week on the show. Anything to support the wizards. We appreciate it. Um, it means the world to us. So at this time, we want to thank those that support us over at our Patreon. We're going to start with Kathy Hummer, the queen of the shining wizards, Manny Kratzo, the king of the shining wizards, uh, Danny Rusinello at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. Check him out. Anthony Rusinello, he's doing his thing over there at the Mark Order Podcast. Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. Kate the Great Hensler uh, at Miss Kayfabe. She's back on the Twitter machine. Uh, so you follow her and you support her and you don't let them fucking trolls uh, give her a hard time. You fuck them sons of bitches up. Uh, she's doing the Mark Order Podcast Wednesdays. She's doing Sour Graps on Tuesdays, talking NXT with Alex. She's doing the SmackDown, Rampage, Fightful, Post Show every Friday night. Check out Kate, follow, and support her. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K, J, G. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Harsey, the Scotch drinks more. Uh, Jake Cop, big cop of pump. My man Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, at High Five Tom on the Twitter machine. He's doing his Marking Out podcast, the ROH Revelry podcast, which I never mentioned is with fucking William Mercier Jr. So check that out. Uh, and again, can't put it over enough. He did a podcast with Kevin a couple months ago. A couple weeks ago, he did one with Tony. Uh, they're great listens. Eventually, me and uh, the Mott Spock are going to team up and we're going to talk uh, whatever. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, uh, Braden Bergen, at and Fuego 30. He's our number one fan from Iowa. So give him a follow. Check him out. He's also a figure collector. So you can talk figures with him. Uh, Brendan Haney, Kerry Calling, at the carry crush on the twitter machine ryan schlong at mark order pod uh you can refer to him as the captain if you didn't watch last week's episode you should check it out on their youtube channel he is looking svelte uh asian joe david henry bauer the third his pal antonio horseman makes experimental music at harvestman records 856.bandcamp.com backslash music mike peterson at lol mike peterson who Went to Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor and met up with William Mercier Jr. They took a picture together, which is fucking awesome. That's right. The Shining Wizards bringing people together. Rob Humphrey, uh, my man Kevin Rogue, doing his thing over there at Year of Pod uh, and at JJ Means. Uh, JJ, what's this stupid? I got to write this down. I don't know why I never write this down. Do they make experimental music? Uh, uh, Kevin Rogue does not at JJ Rogue means uh, is his Twitter handle year of pod is one of the many podcasts he does so check out Kevin Rogue uh, I dunk biscuits 
our friends over there in the UK. Uh, the Daily Smart, thedailysmart.com, at the Daily Smart on Twitter. Uh, they help you find the latest wrestling news along with up-to-the-minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver keggers, YouTube videos, and uh, more to keep you in the loop. Uh, Roll, my man Roll. I don't know who Roll is, and I think that bothers me because I would like to know who Roll is. That's um, how Roll. Yeah, because that's like cool. Roll's a cool guy. He's been supporting the Wizards. I don't know if he's in the Discord. I don't know if he's a friend of the show. He's never sent like a Twitter message to us. Roll, just reach out. I just want to say hi. High five you. Maybe we're not following you on Twitter. Like, we want to give you a follow. Yeah. Come on, Roll. Get over What up, here. Roll? Get over here, big guy. Uh, and last but certainly not least, the one, the only, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be. In William Mercer's hands, you know what I mean, do you? Kevin, I know what you mean. Hey, Matt, did you mention Megastar Kate in your uh, reads? Did I? Oh, what'd you do? Come on. Oh, okay. She's a Megastar. Why? Gave where? her that nickname. Yeah. What made her a Megastar? Oh, she's everywhere. Fight Club, baby. Oh, yeah. I, pr- I, pr- I plugged it for her. That's right. That's right. Tony, did you listen to the interview, baby? Oh, God, no. Are you crazy? What? How How is that productive at all? What do you mean, how is that productive? No, saying it like that is what I meant. I didn't listen. I said, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, brother. Okay. How was your weekend? I wish I saw you. Yeah, I know. Same here, brother. <laughs> My weekend was good. Thank you for asking. Um, yes. Tremendous. Fucking shit stain on my fucking. God damn it. <laughs> this is the Tony portion of the podcast. Where you are sitting, it, maybe it is not your usual seat. There's a beam of light going yeah. like right through your face. It's, inc- it's incredibly glary. Oh. <laughs> hey, let me try this. Yeah, you're good. Whatever. That didn't work either. No, it didn't. Ah, fuck me. Uh, Yeah, hold on. Kevin's technical technical issues were before we went live. He fixed those. He's a professional. He fixed it before we were on the air. Barely, though. Hey, it was before we went on the air, Kevin. This fucking Larry Late guy over here. Larry Late guy? Oh, boy. (laughs) Donk. Donk in the house. This is exciting. All right, can I? I'm gonna. Uh, can I go grab a drink now? An adult drink? Yeah, baby, Tony. I want to catch up with Tony. All right, catch up with the T Donk. Let me grab an adult drink. We got a lot to talk about. We got picks. We got Ring of Honor. We got Vince talk. We got down the aisle. I want to. I got a rag on the NWA. You got some impact. Oh God, how how long is this show gonna go? Five Tony, hours for you. Three hours. Oh fuck me, running. You guys could talk. Don't wait for me to come back. If you want to start talking about something, start talking about something. I would love to get Tony's take on a bunch of stuff. Oh God! Why? I don't want to give my take on anything. I, I so wanna, then, why? Do I want to a podcast because I want to give. I don't want to take. But you're giving the take. No, I'm t- I'm taking to give. Right, so Tony, here's know. what here's something that you need to know. Oh boy, there's a difference between give and take, and giving a take. I don't want to give a take. I don't want to take a give. I just want to so give. No, you, you don't take a give. I just want to give. I don't need to take anything, Kevin. You don't get the point. No, you're an idiot. Really? Yes. 
that's right. We're starting hot, baby. Crossword puzzle hangover. Oh, fuck no. me. We're on No, Tony, listen, I'm very happy to see you. You're very, you look very handsome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I left that there. I forgot I did that. Oh, I, I thought you left it on watching. purpose. I left, I, you left. I left the top five on that laptop too, by the way. Kevin, Kevin like left me just a fake keyboard. That's right. That was my <laughs> Christmas present to you. Oh, man. The keyboard cover. No, I left the top five on that on that laptop. Uh, a used one, or I guess one that's in the vault? One that's in, one that's in the vault. <laughs> I mean, I if you want. I think I remember it. You want to know what be... it was? No, 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 no. Don't spoil it. I mean, I could be a swell felon. I could just, you know. No, no, that's the a, not the whole top five. Do you want to know what the topic was? No, 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 no. Nothing? Because if you use it, I don't want to be surprised. I don't want, you know. I, I like when your top fives are like, you know, here it is. Let's just say this, Tony. Uh-oh. It's in your wheelhouse. Oh. Oh, yeah. Really? It involves championship belts. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. It's in your it's in your wheelhouse. I Kevin, Kevin's top five favorite designs, probably, maybe. Mm. Thought about it. <laughs> Thought about it. <laughs> guys, uh, if you guys haven't checked the Patreon, look, we're gonna we're dropping like mad. No, no, stuff. don't give any hints. Don't I'm give not, any no, hints. No, I'm not, I'm not. Because they're gonna well, be we're really... dropping mad stuff on that Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. They're gonna be processed, they're gonna be released. We're not dropping them all at once. We're gonna space them out so this way you people come back for more, but we recorded what I consider, and I even put it in the Discord, this could have been the greatest collection of Patreon bonus episodes that we've done. Like, and this gonna, was good stuff. And I think we're going to follow it up, especially <laughs> with the idea that clearly I didn't invent, but I just thought it would be good for us to do was the Q&A. So I think that, oh, yeah. I think that has a lot of legs. And oh, I yeah. That now Matt told me that if you, now that I'm kind of back on a Discord, like Matt said, like, if you at everyone like if you ask everyone yep and ask asking for questions though anyone like everyone will see it yeah everybody gets the uh the uh the little number on their thing their little update for a message yeah so that that was really cool uh we did of course the ever fun but almost uh extinct crossword puzzle which will be dropping soon too yeah we did it all look at matt with a koozie hey matt speaking of doing things um, if I remember correctly, we do have Christian Rocco coming in next week to defend for the second time the Can You Beat That Championship. Oh, God. Oh, you have a fucking another shitty, blurry video. Well, I, another oh, no. shitty, blurry video. You know, you know I don't like the committee, and I don't like any of this bullshit. So, Matt, I mean, so, Tony, is explain to me the, the actual, like, uh, chain of command with the committee. It's you. It's him to him to him. And it's this blurred-faced individual. This blurred-faced individual is actually a, a spokesperson for the committee. So the, so he's not even on the committee? No, he's not. He's just a PR rep? Um, I don't even know if he's PR. I think he's just the guy that they slide the messages to. So is it the, the, the White House spokesperson, basically, for the committee? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Well, we've got the latest video. If you guys want to check it out, let's, I think All right, uh, let's, let's hear what uh, this this uh, this puppet has to say. Wait, hold on. What? Ah! She said I did what? He's right there. Fuck! Of course I did. I don't know. Pay her and send her back to legal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. Sure. Great. No. I, I gotta do this fucking thing. Gentlemen of the Shining Wizards podcast, 
This is the unelected international representative of the Can You Beat That Committee. We've identified a new challenger for your young champion, Christian Rocco. Before we reveal his name, the committee does have a message for one of your own. No, it's not perennial loser Shining Wizards Kevin. No, no. It's for Shining Wizards Matt. The committee says, and this is a direct quote, you don't decide whether you play the game or not. We are in control now. Again, don't kill the messenger. This is coming directly from the committee. Anyway, back to the business at hand. The challenger for this next round of Can You Beat That will be Brendan Haney. Uh, the committee tells me they are pleased with his question from the last contest and that they feel he'll be a worthy adversary. Enjoy the rest of your show. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The committee oh. is not happy with you. Good. The committee can go fuck their hand. What you, you can't make me do something. The committee can. Well, on they top can. of that, our, our own Brendan Haney is going to be challenging next week. He makes experimental I, music. I'm excited for Brendan Haney. Because I think a big he, deal. I think he could give Christian a run for his money. He did down the aisle with us. Yes. Right. The I don't think you were there for that, Kevin, that Friday night thing that I, or maybe you were there. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It was the I thing. Was... Uh, Kevin Rogue was involved. There was a bunch of us. I think yeah. Aunt Money was there. Yeah. He yeah. was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that the, just a YouTube exclusive or, or was it? Patreon? Yes, it was. No, it was YouTube. Uh, I, I kind of remember that now. <clears throat> I think Brandon can give Christian. A, he's got a good memory. He's got yeah. a good memory. Kate. Great point. Kate says, Glad the committee stayed awake for that. <laughs> that's that, that's that's like the lifting the the curtain up. Reveal. So wait, 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 wait. So I come on and to the right, and the curtain went fucking out the window. Yeah, yeah, Tony. What was that about? Because I come on, and you're like, "Did you listen?" I go, "Hell no." You're like, "Tony, listen this and that." Kate fucking makes a joke about fucking falling asleep, and everybody's like, "Ha ha, that Kate. She's hilarious, isn't she?" Ha ha ha. Let me slap my knee. Yeah. So fuck you and fuck you. There you go. Wow, she's, really? She's funny. Yeah. You're not. What is with this aggression? I love. I don't it. like it, dude. Flip. Don't shit in my mouth and tell me it's a good time when it's not. Tastes flips, like shit. Not flips, not fists. Yeah. Good job, Dick. Stop giving our fucking bonus content away, you jackass. I didn't give anything away. Oh, you're fucking giving everything away. Am I? You don't yeah. get a, you don't get a mulligan. Shut up, Fergal. Fergal. Fucking asshole. Oh, Jesus. I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not taking company money and then paying it back with my own money. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. I got one. I gotta go get it. Next, that's the next gimmick. Bringing the trombone on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> on, man, you know, hold on. You guys start talking. So we got. So we've been following the Vince McMahon saga, right? He's fucking getting seven and a half million dollar blowjobs. He's living the king's life, um, and we don't like that. All right. We totally. don't. Well, I mean, it's not nice. He shouldn't be doing that. What, getting blowjobs? What's wrong with that? I think it's the, the paying people off and telling people they're not going to advance in this world unless they suck his wrinkly old balls. Yeah, all right. Go, go into that step, sure. Look, if he's just getting his 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 cucumber waxed, good for him, right? When you, you start, when you, you start, 
when you start, uh, you know, muddy in the waters with uh, threats and you're going to hold people down, not in a fun sexual way, um, you know, then you're starting to cross the line. You can't Holy advance the company unless you you lick my taint. <laughs> yeah, lick it. Lick my taint. And then you know, you say, somebody I was I was trolling on 4chan earlier today. You know, uh, never. No, oh, really? The, de- the deposition was going that well, huh? <laughs> No, this was earlier, earlier. This is when I was taking my morning constitutional. I was going to ask, yeah, figures. I, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, there's a lot of gross shit in porn, like the yep. vomit stuff and the scat stuff. Like, I don't, like, that's, like, completely off the table. Yep. But, dude, watching a girl put a fucking dude's legs up in the air and start licking his ass, I'm like, bro, I'm out. I'm out. I can't. Literally see- for two seconds. <laughs> I'm out. I can't look. I can't see that shit, dude. Kevin, hit us with that rusty trombone. I, dude, I don't want to put my mouth on this mouthpiece. That's Why not? Nah, let's give it a shot. All right, I'll do it once, and then I'm going to go rinse out with rubbing alcohol. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. I, don't know. I haven't done this since. since... <laughs> it sounds like... <laughs> My dad, my dad's gonna be so mad. There it is. I'm better than Xavier Woods, baby. Holy shit, it sounds like a jerky boys bit. God damn, pal. This is probably water in the in the slide that I added. Oh my god! I'll try. I told you I wasn't kidding, baby. That's fucking awesome. That's fantastic. So awesome. So anywho, back back to the matter at hand. Old old Vinnie Mac. Um, he's all caught up in this. He's paying out all these people. Um. And then uh, he decides he's going to retire Friday. Yeah. Retire, resign, whatever you want to say. So, uh, look, it was all he's 77. It was only a matter of time. Um, I kind of I said my piece in the discord. And then I think me and Tony had a little conversation Friday night. Like, I understand. Go ahead. Don't I because I want to make sure people understand this and they don't fucking jump to conclusions. I understand that he is not in a positive light right now. And uh, at the end of the day, he's probably not a great human being. He sounds like a real piece of shit, right? Yes. But we're not here and we're not doing a podcast. If there's no Vince McMahon. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right, but I don't know if this is the, the, the time to give him any sort of flowers. You know what I mean? I'm not, but he's retiring. Like, I get why, like, people are thanking him, like Ric Flair and Pat McAfee and Stone Cold. Like, right. Cause they, they, they have a relationship with him. Right. So it's but different. Us, again, I think if there's no Vince McMahon, I don't think the WWF ever becomes rock and wrestling. I don't think we ever get Hulkamania. And people are like, Oh, but Vern had it in the AWA. Vern wouldn't put the title on him, and Vern would take his T-shirt money. Yeah, like there's Vern. no. And if you didn't live in fucking Minnesota or the surrounding area, there's no fucking shot you were seeing Vince uh, Hulk Hogan. 
No, they didn't, they weren't on ESPN at that point. They were still regional. They were still Minneapolis. I don't even think they were in Vegas. At that when point. was AWA ever on ESPN? Oh, towards the end, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so we're not we're not confusing global and and no no, no that's no, when no. they were doing the stupid team challenge. No, oh, that's had, right. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. No, but yeah, they yeah. had a lot of stuff that was on ESPN. Like uh, Leon White was on ESPN. Coquina was on ESPN. The Rockers and the uh, oh fuck. Oh, shit, Tanaka and Diamond. What the um, fuck? Um, Orient all night, Express. All, all Night Express. What is it? No, not the Orient Express. Not the old. No, Night All Night Express. Express. No, that wasn't them. Did D- and DDP manage them for a little bit too? Before, before they. Bad Company. Bad Company. That's what it is. There it is. T Donk for the win. Eight across. <sighs> I don't think we're giving him his flowers, but I don't think. You could be upset with him. You can be like people are like rejoicing. Like, you know why? You know why? Because a lot of these people are like younger fans, and all they know is that WWE sucks, and Vince McMahon's in charge, and he's the reason why it sucks. And that's that's fair, but he was. We're at the point. WWE is a global company because of him. But like, all right, so if we had said if we had had this conversation before all this stuff happened, yeah, of course I would. But I don't think it's appropriate. I mean, we can do whatever we want. We're the Shining Wizards, for, for Christ's sake. But um, I don't think like I I don't feel the need to give Vince McMahon his again proverbial flowers right now after why he's leaving. I don't feel the need that it's necessary. I don't want to do it. I don't no. give a shit about him. I don't think it's necessary. I just think. And look, him retiring under these circumstances is like it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. It's it, and it was, but it was the only necessary move that had to be made. But I, I just I, people get so caught up, right? And it's also it's just it's just. Perfect. But I also don't I also don't blame like the Mick Foley's, you know the. No, you Stephanie can't blame. I, and I don't blame people. Stephanie McMahon for going on Raw to or on SmackDown to say that three minute thing. I I can understand that, but I don't need the I don't feel the need to want to talk about anything that he's done that's good for the wrestling business when he's under this microscope right now. Like I don't care. Like it's not like like you know what I mean. Like I don't. It it doesn't seem it doesn't seem fair or it doesn't seem right to do it when all these people have been, you know hurt by him so I, there's no you know what, kevin i hate to say it they haven't been hurt bad enough because they got that fucking nice payoff those people that have ah. been hurt by him those people could technically be called millionaires right i understand what you're saying it's it's a weird scenario that i, I i'm not intelligent enough to speak on fully but he's just not a good guy oh no that's not even up for debate he's a fucking yeah. piece of shit so i i like if you want to come back to me where if he makes it like a dude you gotta and, and first of all he didn't What's that? You got. I can't take you seriously when you're holding that fucking trombone. No, I'm doing it. Yes, do it. Do if it. You commit to it. This has to be a weekly thing. I got to watch the mouthpiece. But, That's fine, but um, you got to commit to it. Then That's your I will thing. commit to a trombone. I yeah, the rusty trombone. Unless, unless the neighbors complain, then I can't. But I mean, I'm not. We're not going to ask you to fucking play in my apartment like Ronnie Burton did. I think. Oh God. I found. Who remembers that? I don't know how his guitar pick wound up in my house, but I have it over here behind me on by the television. I uh, probably fell out of my bag. 
Alrighty. What the hell are we talking about? Rusty trombones. So, so uh so yeah, so he retires. Um, which I mean, the product can't go anywhere but up, right? And then the news comes out today, Triple H is taking over creative and he has a track record with NXT, so that's like a positive. Like he really the black and gold brand was probably the best WWE product for like however long he was in charge. Incredible. Like absolutely like ridiculously insane. Like I would watch that NXT over any other wrestling, even AEW. I love AEW. All right. So that's a great sign. Uh because you know, look, Vince is the real question is how removed is Vince, right? Like he Very says removed. he's retiring, but like is he really retired? Like it's All right. So the only thing that I don't know about, and maybe Tony, you can help me out with this, is that he's still the majority shareholder. So, like, what does that mean in terms of what he can and can't do? But I mean, he, was, he was also removed from the corporate website as uh, CEO and, and president. So what does that mean, Tony? Like, if he's still the majority shareholder, does he still have any influence, especially if his son-in-law and his, his, his daughter are kind of running the show? Does he have any power at all now? I think he only has power in terms of what the corporation wants to do going forward. I don't think he, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that he has any kind of power over creative, right? you know, and, and the way it's, it's like being a shareholder in any other company. Like you can, you can dictate and you can be unhappy and you can move to have people, you know, removed and have a shareholders. Uh, what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? But like in terms of day-to-day operations, being a shareholder doesn't really mean a lot unless there's an issue that they want to bring up. Right. I, so, so I don't think he'll be included in any meetings anymore. Maybe maybe he will. Maybe he'll maybe Stephanie will have him on speakerphone, maybe. I don't know. I have, I, I have no idea. This is way above my level of knowledge. And I still just wonder in the background if this is just you know, they're still moving forward. They're still looking for a sale. And to be honest with you, if Vince isn't involved, then who really cares? I think cares? a sale is more possible than ever right now. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. So him stepping down, if they're still moving forward with the sale and they do sell the thing, then what did he lose? I mean, he'll wind up cashing out his shares anyway. It'll be worth something else, Yeah. you know? But, all right, so let's just, let's just focus on, like, the scope of what is actually happening. Triple H is head of creative. He's Step- going to have, like, probably, I would assume maybe Paul Heyman steps back into a role. Maybe uh, and then Michael Hayes you still have. I think this, I don't expect it to change overnight. Like, I have no idea what's going on on Raw right now. Well, who knows? I mean, John Laurinaitis is already gone. Bruce Pritchard's gone? Been, that, that's it's, what I've heard, yeah. He's, yeah. Been, he's out. He's been suspended because he was. Oh I, thought, oh, I thought you meant he was fired. He might oh. very well be. Okay. You know, even though they haven't announced it, I mean, uh, word is that Kevin Dunn might be shown the door. Bruce Pritchard is not in charge of creative anymore. Who knows if he's sticking around as uh, Vince's representative, maybe, because, you know, he's kind of like Vince's spokesman. Yeah, here's my take on Pritchard. Without knowing if he had any involvement like like Laurinaitis had in any of this stuff. Without knowing that, and I'm assuming that he did not, just for the sake of this argument, I think Bruce Pritchard still has value. Bruce Richard was just literally like, like complying to everything Vince McMahon did. So I think well, that, if, he, if he did the same to Triple H, I think Bruce Richard could still be a valuable asset. He could, them. but we don't know. I mean, he swears up and down his relationship with Stephanie is good. 
However, they do have history where they don't get along. Who, Bruce and Steph? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Steph, I call her. Steph. Well, of course, you're corporate Kevin. Yeah, Steph infection. So, Kevin, let me ask you this. Um, that was a good one, by the way. Thanks. Where Where do you stand now? Is your corporate designation? I'm, I'm AEW, baby. My boss works for AEW. Oh, that's right. You moved. I forgot. That's right. I Did you get been. out because you knew something was going on? No, I got out years ago. Okay. A year ago. Good on you. So, uh, so all this news, and then let's dogpile on Vince again because the SEC <clears throat> and the well, Fed, let me be. they're investigating uh, Vince because apparently he used uh, company funds to pay off these these uh these lovely ladies he's gonna put his own personal money back in but i think we're uh yeah that, the cat's already out of the bag friend. on that one yeah that's fucking i don't know you can't fuck. do that right tony yeah i don't know fuck all about any of this uh so tony please if you can explain it to us like we're five-year-olds well there's only there's only several ways where you can use corporate money for personal uh personal uh issues oh wait a minute you can't Especially when it's a publicly traded company, because now you have a duty to dun, 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 the shareholders. And even yeah. if Vince holds 80% of the shares, there's still 20% of the shares out there that you owe responsibility to. And like expense Correct. accounts aren't the same thing, right? Huh? Expense accounts are different than actually using the money to pay people to be quiet. Yeah, but the right? expense account is supposed to be for furthering the business venture. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think that's true. Like, you can't go to Mexico and get 15 hookers and say, like, oh, this was a business expense. That's not going to fly. When I worked for that company with Mega Powers at Gray's, they would. Uh oh. Uh oh. They didn't. Maybe maybe it wasn't a business expense per se, but Uh they would. They would treat us for hookers. Everything. No, 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 no. For beer and food. Well, all right, and yeah, parties. beer and food that's is yeah, one thing. Yeah, that's one thing because that's that's your employees. You want to treat your employees well. That's part of your your salary, your business. That's that's morale. They gotcha. do that shit where that's I work all the time. I got you. That's an you know, and yeah. then the firm pays for it or the company pays for it or whatever. That's oh, that's yeah. a lot different than the fucking boss of the company going down to Mexico and saying it's a business expense. You're right, Tony. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> So what a fucking what a day in the WWE! I'll tell you what. Wait, let me. Let me I think uh, Kate's got some issues. Uh, if Kate was buying hookers in Mexico with her on deck IC expenses, well, she's not a publicly traded company. She's you know so. It's Kate's publicly be... traded. Well, she just put it. Whoa, easy there. <laughs> Jesus. Megastar. Holy Fightful, shit. Mark yeah, Warner. Don't say she's publicly. That's not traded. what I meant. That makes her sound like a hooker. That's yeah, dude. not what I meant. <laughs> Go goddamn, pal. All right, buddy. Wow, she's an asset. <laughs> Keep Take it on easy, digging man. that hole, dude. Easy, fucking rusty trombone, Kevin. That <laughs> <laughs> Kate says it's true. Oh, That's Jesus. Nice. There you go. Kate, don't play into this. So uh, it'll be, look, I'm not going to lie. My interest is peaked. I don't think I will sit down and watch a Monday Night Raw, but I'll, I'll follow and see. I know... SmackDown ratings were up. I know the stock holding the stock stocks went up. So uh, I don't know. Look, <laughs> did you break your gimmick? <laughs> the look on his face when it got away from him. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Holy it's shit! We're good. We're good. I wish I had a screen cap of that. 
But uh, to Kevin's point, Rome wasn't built in a day. This is going to they have to finish out whatever stories they're telling, which, you know, SummerSlam is this weekend. Oh, great. What does that mean? That means more picks, brother. Great. Oh, boy. Um, yep. More picks. More picks. And, oh, that's, oh, I don't know if you want to get there yet, but that's as good a transition as any. Uh, yes, more picks. So we'll yeah, see right. how the storylines turn over after SummerSlam, I guess. But yes, we did picks this week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I did terrible. It's time for pay-per-view picks. Some shit Ring of Honor did. I don't remember the fucking name of the pay-per-view. Death Before Honor. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> fucking Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tony, good old seven o'clock Kevin, call it. <laughs> what seven o'clock Kevin? Yeah, I mean I wasn't gonna bring it up. Uh... Is oh there... oh yeah the pay... yeah that yeah that was my bad. Is there put now? Do we have to extend said punishment? Because I think. If he had no, gotten, I got, I got, you, you take the one match away if you want to. That's fine. No, no. But if, if you had gotten the punishment for the first time you missed him, was you had to be the first person to get your picks in for four shows. It, it's been four, shows? it's definitely been four shows. Oh, no, 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 no. We picked every, every no, 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 no. Yeah, that doesn't mean it was five shows, sir. It was only four. Let's pull up. The, well, it doesn't uh, matter. This was not the fourth show. It was 100% Hold on. Hold on. That'll figure this out. Relax. It's not a crossword puzzle, you two. Fucking relax. Will you guys stop fucking giving things away? Not no, giving anything away. It's a tease, Tony. Oh, it's, it's Dude, people are going to want to listen. You're going to want to listen to this crossword puzzle bonus episode on Patreon. If you're not subscribed to our Patreon, this episode alone will get you hooked. For the rest of your life. You got to give me Brendan Haney's phone number. I got to float him the end of the question for next week. Thanks no, for Brendan stepping Haney on my joke. The ex- experimental music. So the problem arose at New Japan's Dominion. And right. when was that? Since we since Dominion, we have picked Slammiversary, mm-hmm. Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So either yes. way. Death Before Dishonor was the fourth. That's yep. four. There you go. But, Kevin, you didn't. Yeah, but you blew it. You didn't make it to four. I got. All right. So take the one pick away. I got all no, my no, picks in by seven. No, Wait, no, Kevin. No, no. Kevin. The agreement was. Oh, you... send, I had to send it in. I had to send it in first. Before yes. you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yep. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But we all waited right. till literally the 11th hour. Minutes before the pay-per-view started. Yeah. I had a hell of a Friday night. So the question yeah. is. Is there additional punishment? Does he have to send his picks first for the next two? I'll take whatever I... punishment you guys give because I agree that I had to. I didn't realize this was the fourth. I thought we were long past the fourth. So, um, oh, it's so yeah, I'll, I'll, like I'll, I, I throw myself at the mercy of the other two wizards. Dude, I was. You say two? The other two wizards. No, you say two, Matt. Oh, I think two is fair. I say the rest of the fucking season. Nah, you're stupid. 
Fuck you and your fucking mulligans. I say you take a zero. How do you like them apples? How about this apple? Because I got a fucking still picture at seven o'clock with Kevin having no pics on my phone. How about this apple? And then 20 seconds later, here comes Kevin. What about this And you didn't even have all your pics. He forgot to pick a match on top of it. What about this, Tony? How do you feel about this right here? How about that? How do you you feel about this? Uh, You know what? I don't even care. You know what? It doesn't bother me. Sure it doesn't. How about this? You're a fucking <laughs> sick motherfucker. Knew that would get you, fucker. <laughs> oh, uh, if you want to, I, how about this, Tony? I'll do three. How about that? Three more. Three more. Scout's honor. Dude, I had a, I had a crazy night on Friday and a long day on Saturday. So I apologize. I don't go out much. Tony, we can we can sidebar, but you do have to have your picks in first this week for SummerSlam. I think the rest of the year is too steep. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's not taking this seriously. If you ask me, what are you out of your balls? Of course, I'm taking it seriously. I apologized. Well, that doesn't mean you're taking it seriously. I I love picks. I got. I I picked Jay Lethal. I hate picks. I, I I got one question to ask Kevin. What's up? Had Matt and I not made our picks, would you have remembered to get your picks in? No. Uh, yes. uh, there you go. No, 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 no. Yes, there I would have. Because I woke up. He heard the ding on his phone and said, no, oh, no, shit. No, that's not true at all. Ah. I woke up. No, Tony, it's Then not. there's no excuse. If you knew you were going to be incapacitated, why wouldn't not... you just get them in a day early? Because I don't do that. I didn't do my research yet. So I have to, I have to collect data and algorithms. I don't know, man. Like when I know no, I'm no. not going to be around, I get my shit I told, in way I told, ahead of time. I told Matt this on the ride to 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 your house, is that I didn't even, I wasn't even alerted by his text. I woke up and saw his text, and then made my picks. Like I didn't like look at it. Like I saw like the notification, and I'm like, oh crap, picks. And so I got most of them in by seven. If you want to take that one away that I got at seven oh four. No, you're good. Everyone relax. Uh, Judge Crandall says, Tony, two words, OnlyFans. Listen, man, I, I ain't got Kate feet, but I'd be down if somebody was interested. Only feet. Feet or feet, brother. <laughs> now, I know, only feet? I know, Tony, you probably didn't get a chance to watch Death Before Dishonor. I know that because we were at your house yesterday. Beautiful spread, hamburgers, hot dogs, potato salad, macaroni salad. You guys crushed it. Uh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Kevin uh, Boys. Poisoned me with that delicious El Segundo brew, Stone Cold Lager. That was Dude, those American beer. lagers are gas. But they're, they're, they're good beers, but my goodness, they're gassy. How many are left? Did I leave some there? I don't. I have no idea. I didn't even. I haven't been in the fridge. Hmm. I left many. I'm. I left four twisted teas. I know that. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. for the donation. We'll just have to do this again sometime. A hundred percent, we're doing it again sometime. Yeah. Uh, it was such a great time. Um. So I know you didn't watch it. Kevin, I know you texted me this morning and you were trying to, to use my BR my yeah, Bleach right. Report. So I was like, yeah, but I, so Bleach Report has been a pain in the fucking ball. So I ordered it and it said it didn't accept my credit card, but I got a receipt that said, and they took the money out of my credit card. So I'm like, well, this happened for AEW too. So I'm just going to, I was going to whatever. So I was up early today and uh, was going out to breakfast with the wife oh and you texted me so i said oh let me check and figure out what the fucking deal is i couldn't get it on my phone on my app and i couldn't get it on my laptop so i had to reach out to their customer service who to their credit 
was very quick to grant me access to Death Before Dishonor. But I think by that point, you had already made the decision to... Yeah, it, yeah and it, it was a time crunch. I, I wanted to watch it, and I wasn't sure what was going on with your stuff. And I, I always appreciate when you let me use the, the login stuff, and we all share that kind of stuff when, in our niche of wrestling fandom. But um, yeah, so I was like, you know what? I don't want to bother Matt. I want to nag him. I don't want to do this. So I'm just like, I'm just going to order it. So I ordered it. And I, I watched it. Don't tell my boss. I watched it at work today. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was awesome. But yeah, that, that's weird. That's so strange that that happened to you, man. Yeah. And apparently, um, I guess there was some streaming issue Saturday night, too. And it's not the first. Bleacher Report is. Night, too? Uh, Bleacher Report is not. Like, even AEW stuff. Like, Bleacher Report's fucking rough, dude. Like, they got to. They got to either fix it or find another. I wish they would just go to fucking fight. Yeah, I've I never have an issue with an impact pay-per-view or the NWA. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seems to be just an AEW thing. And then I remember there was one time where like there was a show and the replay wasn't even available till like 8 p.m. the next night. Remember? Don't get me, don't get me started. I remember that. I was yeah. fucking yeah. hot. It was brutal. So angry. So much anger. So much rage inside of me. And I know Ring of Honor is technically not AEW, but still, same difference, right? Yes. Okay. So, Kevin, what did you think of the show as a whole? <laughs> Tony, you care to jump in real quick first? I saw it. There Tony, you go. Watch. I, I mean, it was fantastic. Like, if anything, like, if anything, like, God, how could you hate that like how could you do nothing but like absolutely adore that main event like absolutely adore it and the fact that they made it the, the main event was incredible i love i loved everything about the show seeing william regal on a ring of honor show was just so like insane to me because i know it's aew right like i know that like, i'm not an idiot like i know it's aew but to me like in my head when i watch it i was like i want this to feel like ring of honor like, i want i'm looking at this through ring of honor lenses and seeing William Regal on a Ring of Honor on a Ring of Honor show, even though that we know that he was involved in like Tony Tony, you know this Evolve or Dragon Gate, and he would scout talent from those companies, and just seeing him on a show that's not like Dynamite or WWE was just like in my head. I made myself think that this was an awesome first time thing. And I don't know if uh, has he ever made an appearance on the old school ring of honor, Matt, like when, when Brian Danielson was there or no, no, I don't think I so. think the whole time he was under contract with right. WWE. I don't think he did. So to me, that was like, and it was the first thing that you saw, like it was the world title match to open the show, which I think was the right move to be honest with you. Well, see now, Tony, Kevin doesn't know why the ring of honor show, uh, the title opened the show. I don't know. Yeah, and Jonathan Gresham asked for his release. Really? Yep. Yes. Apparently, he had a heated argument with Tony Khan before the show went on the air. And uh, apparently, he took down social media and said he's quitting the business for a while, too. He was not happy with creative. Apparently, that's the story. I mean, I'm sure we'll, well find out you, more. So, wait, but, was that so, the reason why they took the belt off him? Yes. Or was it... Or was, maybe or they was were gonna, he was angry it, that they were going to take the belt off him, and that's why he... So, so you'll no, you notice he comes out, no octopus mask, no foundation flag, and he is. He looks. I didn't even notice that. that he never looks registered. Yeah. 
the reports are there was a lack of communication between the company and Gresham leading up to the week weekend and Gresham was said to have felt disrespected by this among other things we learned that lack of time for the word title match was a tipping point as well that was I thought it was a great match so he he didn't seem to give a shit about he seemed to you know be okay with Claudio well yeah you can't but you're not mad at Claudio you're mad at the booker right you're not going to go out there and and sandbag Claudio and make him look bad but that does explain why they had a, a kind of like a heartfelt handshake. I know the code of honor is one thing, but that seemed like a little bit more than that to me. And and Prince Nana was there, and that and Tolly wasn't there. So what? what, was, what was... So uh, the 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 other rumor because Prince Nana was at the he was part of the pre-show. I didn't see the pre-show. So I've no um, so he apparently Tolly's gone. What? Tolly and Gresham. They st- this is what. Um, Dave Meltzer said, "This is just what he's reporting." And I am, I do want to. I just didn't get around to. It. I do want to sign up for Fightful Select because I know um, uh, Sean Ross Sapp has been on top of this all fucking day. Um, so but I haven't got a chance. Tony Khan? Yes, apparently Jonathan Gresham got in a very heated argument with Tony Khan and cussed him out. Damn. And then Dick. Tully, um he didn't show up and they were told he wouldn't be part of the plans going forward which is why they brought Nana in so I guess TBE is now the embassy huh I don't know but it is a very I don't hate that all I gotta say is if you're in the locker room Prince Nana don't be around him when he takes his pants down because that sucker's big like too cool Scorpio big like fucking across the continent of Africa big you'd know if you listen to the podcast fuck yeah dude listen um. <laughs> yeah, so that group is no longer Tully Blanchard Enterprises. It is the embassy. Oops. So do I get that pick back if I took Tully Blanchard Enterprises? No, because we all took Tully Blanchard. Okay, okay. Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Just Why, did they not win? No, they no won. Idea. They won. I have no idea. That was Brian Cage's team, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. So I, I really think... So I... I um. Just, uh, I have I, I picked I thought Gresham was gonna win like it just made sense to me like he's been the flag bearer I, I lost you guys won that pick I lost that pick yeah it's the new it's the new now whether or not this had anything to do it like, I didn't know about this backstage drama so I just assumed that it was just gonna be business as usual new aew I mean new uh ring of honor uh, ring of honor so why not I'll put see. it on the biggest one of the biggest stars you got yeah, but now you're like Jonathan Gresham was the ring of he he was the ring of like he was Ring of Honor, right? When right. Ring of Honor closed, like he was the flag bearer. He he was representing, he defended the title on impact and GCW, like But you see you've seen it like with like taking belts yeah. off got Okay. Yeah. Why? Uh, you see it when they, when they've taken off championships from other guys, like uh when Willie Utah beat Josh Woods, because Willie Utah is an AEW guy, Josh Woods is while he was there, which is ironic. Um, it's he's not, as far as we know, an AEW guy or a Ring of Honor guy. Um, putting the belts on on uh, the six mans on Dalton and the boys, he seems to love Dalton and the boys. And Vincent is 
doing his stuff at Impact with Honor No More, which was also bizarre that it never referenced them. That they group. mentioned that he was in, he was at Impact, Vince right? But they didn't. Men- they mentioned that Matt Taven turned on, or he turned on Matt Taven, but not, it never mentioned that they're now a team because that's the Ring of Honor, like right. That's the the Ring of Honor story, right? Agreed. I understand, but it's just so weird when they're like right there, like together. It's not like New Japan and like WWE, like you know what I mean. Like I was like, how like everyone acknowledges everyone nowadays? Why didn't they just acknowledge that now? Honor no more is a thing. That was bizarre to me. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, so the picks. Um, so Kevin, you thought it was a stellar show. Main event was awesome. I agree. The show was fucking great. Yeah, it was um, really good. Definitely. Go out of your way to see it. Um, Tony Khan said in the post 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 media scrum, um, buys were up. It was probably one of the top four Ring of Honor shows in terms of buys, which is great. Um, it, it, it to me, and I don't know about you, Kevin, but to me, it felt like a Ring of Honor show. It's still too tough for me to tell. Like, I know because they, they were in Lowell, Massachusetts. That's a Ring of Honor kind of spot. So I get that. That was cool. It just was just, even though, and Caprice and Ian are the best. And having, but it was just like, it's, it's going to take some getting used to, I guess. And maybe I'm like switching. I, I might be flip-flopping because I really thought that it felt like Ring of Honor before. And I know I've made the statements that AEW could totally supplement their roster for Ring of Honor because there's so many talented like workers there so like it's gonna take some getting used to like even seeing like even seeing like i said before like the righteous was just weird to see because in my in the back of my brain i'm still considering this an aew show for some reason like you know what Look, I mean? like, because there's no because you're going from super card of honor in april to death before dishonor in july and there's no tv there's no nothing it's yeah exactly and there's no honor, story yeah, it's a ring of honor match on dynamite it's a ring of honor match on yeah. uh um uh rampage it's a couple titles being defended right. on aw dark like there's no there's no consistency in terms of like there's no weekly tv that right you're for them and there's no and a lot of these matches had no story that you saw on um AW's TV, right? Like when Roosh and Dragon, uh, Dragon, I had no idea how that happened. Like, how they was that match? Made it a match, bro. They just made it a match, bro. Exactly. And I'm okay with and that. Now, bro. No, I'm for like a wrestling fan, like to watch in ring, yes. But from a storytelling perspective, a lot of these matches, you're just like, wait, what? Like, when? How is that? Like, you're expecting a story to 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 lead to a big pay per view. And hey, they still did Dubai's, like you said. So God bless them. They're doing I, something right for now. I think it's a, a way to look. Your AEW is driving the ship, right? This is this is where Correct. all the promotion was essentially done. You're gonna get AEW fans who might not be familiar with with Dalton Castle and the boys, or Dragon Lee, or Roosh. Um, there's gonna be people that aren't watching, you know, Dark and Dark Elevation, right? So. Right. I think they did a great job. I think the pre-show was great too. The Colt Cabana Anthony Henry match was fantastic. Oh, I didn't even know that happened, dude. They the, the that first hour they slayed it. They fucking slayed it. Willow and Allison K is fantastic. Willow. Um, I did it for uh, the even even the the Trustbusters and um. Oh, the fuck! Can I tell you something, Matt? 
I don't even know who the Trustbusters are. It's uh, Davari and um, the kid that used to be in Skinny, something Skinny, something Slim, thin. Slim J, Slim J. Slim J, that's it. Used to be in the um, and Isom and Cheeseburger, the other guy. Special K, yes. There you Cheeseburger go. Cheeseburger was there. Yeah, he's part of the Shinobi Samurai Squad. He's the Fantastic CB now, or the Legendary CB, or something. I love cheese. Cheese is my guy. Go. Love cheese. Uh, yeah. Great, great hour. Uh, post show, it's on YouTube you can, or pre show, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. The card was dynamite. I thought Mercedes and Serena fucking killed it. Yes. Yeah, kind of surprised the outcome. And I love that. that fit too. I love the finish of that match. It was I was also surprised. I took Serena as well. I was not surprised. Uh, the only two I I lost. I went nine and two, bitches. Yeah, Tony, you want to? Is Matt getting ready to scroll this or what? I can. Tony, hit us with it. So uh, I went nine and two. Kevin and Tony, you oh, went eight and three. The music has already been played, Kevin. Yeah, we did that already. Yes. Mm, interesting. Wow, Kevin's booking the show. He's not even paying attention. I I must not. I don't know. Maybe it was was that when I was getting the trombone? Nope. No. Uh, no we started that. talking about Ring of Honor. <laughs> don't. No. Don't remember it at all. So uh, the the just the. Lethal and Joe was fucking great. The, the built-in story with their history was fantastic. Um, the six-man was fun. The champion, the world championship match. I wish it was a little longer. Um, Utah and and Garcia was great. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then the, and like, a fun time was had by all. I mean, FTR Briscoes. I mean. I mean, it's fucking FTR Briscoes. Come on. Exactly. You got, Tony, if you don't watch anything, no, no, anything from the week, Tony, find time to watch FTR Briscoes. I mean, well, it's fucking FTR Briscoes. How could you know? Fucking, I don't know. I'm just saying. Just not, Dude, me too. I'm, I'm agreeing. If you, have, if you have an hour or an hour and a half, if you have if you have the amount of time to listen to our Eric Watts interview, you have the amount of time to, to, that to watch Ring of uh, to watch Briscoes and FDR. Not a bad thing, but he is parking in the same lot as Scotty Riggs. Okay. They're attending the uh, same conference together. They definitely are. Not a bad thing. He did apologize for it though. For what? For talking so much. I as oh, always he was dude, he was great. He was fantastic. I always follow up with the guests as soon as they're done. So he was like, Hey, sorry if I talked a lot. I just get really fucking fired up and you guys were a lot of fun. I was like you're good, bro. We will have you back in like September, October. I'll do it. Like t- t- yesterday, I'll do it. So here, Matt, look at this comment from Mike Peterson. As someone in the crowd, so he was there. It was the most insane crowd I've ever been a part of, and I think that's a great point because there were matches where people aren't necessarily from. Like, the, like I go back to the six men, the righteous, and um, Dalton and the boys. I thought that the crowd was going to be like dead for that. And they kind of were for a little, a little, a little bit, a little bit. But then they literally just started going nuts in that match. The, the crowd was 100% like on fire for everything. So Yeah, no, the crowd was hot for it. Look, Ring of Honor has, I think the best thing that could have happened to Ring of Honor was Tony Khan buys them because, yeah. because it, it'll... I think it, it's the missing piece. A money guy is the missing piece who actually gives a shit about wrestling. Who loves it, and we all we all bust his balls about like how he he's a he's a he's a wacko, but he's like he literally cares about wrestling. So how can you hate a guy like that? 
He's a fucking nut job. He is a little. He's off his. He's. He needs to find a PR person. Yep. Um, I mean, it was a great show. We're not going to dive deep into it. Tony didn't get to see it yet. I'm not going to dive deep. We've been talking about it for 25 minutes. How much fucking more do we have to say? If you want to get a good grasp on it, the Mark Order podcast did a bonus episode Saturday night. Ant Money, Eric Feeds, and Kyle from Bodyslam.net, who also does a Ring of Honor show. They did an all post show right after the pay-per-view. So check it out over on the Mark Order podcast, uh, markorderpodcast.com. I don't even know what the website is. It's been that long. They have a website? Oh, yeah. We have a website. They have a website. Join the Mark Order. Join. Thank you, Tony. Join the Mark Order.com. <laughs> today years old. Let me, let me go find that. Um, Tony. You forget that we fucking spent months with Ryan Schlong setting the fucking whole thing up with Ant Money and doing all this and that. Holy cow. I got 100 pages of notes here, man. Come on. That's right. Uh, I, I do not like the NWA this week. I really don't. Oh you did not like the show or did you not like what your fucking best friend did? Um, Billy. Oh, my God. I fucking remember two things now. The four-way match was actually really good. The one to decide who was going to challenge for the title. I agree. Nick Aldis won the match. Great match. A lot of fun. Um, But the other two things that I will talk about, because I did not watch USA, whatever. What goes on on that show, by the way? It's all based around like the, um, fuck, it's all based around the national championship and like the junior heavyweights. Like you'll see like Colby Carino, the Hawks, and, you know, guys like that. So. It's it's a little different. It's a little more like I don't I don't want to say lighthearted, but it's kind of a different take on the NWA. Put it at that. Um, two two things. I'll start. I'll start with the one that fucking annoyed me first. They are bringing back for the uh, chase, <laughs> the United States Tag Team Championship, and they're having a tournament. I, I'm not saying another thing about it. You all know well, how I feel about tournaments. You all well, know how I feel about too many belts. So whatever. Now, I heard there's also another belt being debuted soon for NWA. Which I saw one? a headline that said another championship was coming yes, in. Yes, I... the women's TV title. You I just do. fucking, you want me to hang myself today, don't you? No, I really don't. No, you told me fuck myself. Tony's a piece of shit <laughs> while you look in your feet. And now you uh, fucking hit me with this well, nonsense. PWI. No... Inside and no place on this earth where I'm licking my feet. No one's asking you to lick your feet. No, he just said you call. I called him a piece of shit while you, he while I was licking my feet. You were licking your feet, feet licker. Regardless, oh Peter my Insider has reported. Are we walking down the aisle tonight? Because I feel like fucking running into a wall instead. Holy we will be amazing. We will Fuck. be. Uh, they announced on Tuesday's edition of Power that the uh. There will be a women's TV title. The NWA USA Commissioner and WWE Hall of Famer Medusa said so. Oh, we don't know when it will be introduced. Uh, Tomorrow. So we're going to get two new titles in the NWA as if we didn't have enough. Wonderful, which means another fucking tournament. Great. Now, Tony, let me ask you a question because uh, I saw you put it in, and I think it was the Discord. Yep. You did not like the OGK and uh, La Rebellion. I don't even want to talk about that shit because I got bigger fish to fry with my fucking boy, Billy. All right. Fair enough. Um, no. All right. 
Is that a question? Well, fucking, fucking old man Damien Say 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 was there, and his fucking, he was not in the spots he was supposed to be in for his spots. There was fucking, oh my God, what the fuck was it? Somebody shoved the ref. There's something really stupid happened, and I don't want to put it in the Discord, but it was fucking terrible. And then he fucking spit in Matt Taven's face. He spit the mist. I just didn't give a shit, dude. They ruined the fucking what could have been a good match. It fucking pissed me off. Yeah, Tony, let me ask you this. Is there a world where we're the wrong, like we're in the wrong? Because every company seems to be adding more championships. Like it's not just one. It's No, all in every them. fucking universe in the Marvel fucking world, they are always wrong. There's They're no always difference. wrong. So hundred are percent. Are we are we seeing through like blind eyes or blinders where maybe more championships mean more matches mean something? No. Or, or depending on how they value them, like no. how they treat them. No. You 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 all right, so you're all right, you're, you're there, there's gonna be a point where more people have championships than don't. That, that's well, that's kind of like it is in sports too. A lot like more teams kind of make the playoffs than don't nowadays, in, in some. Yeah, but making the playoffs means you just get to play for the championship. Like, true, true. Like it's hard. Look, it's hard enough to keep track of everybody who has a WWE title. It's right. not even keeping track of them. They don't have enough fucking people for all these belts. It's ridiculous. NWA. They should give one to Magic Jake Dumas. No, well, no. Hi, he's a magician. He's great. No, he is great. I do like the gimmick. I like that Brazilian chick that's with him. I think that's kind of entertaining. It's kind of funny. It's very entertaining. She, they're not on the same page, and she fucks up. I she really do. Feathers in his face. Odinson's supposed to have a shot at Tyrus, too. And I really Great Odinson's Raven. But we're not even fucking going to get that because night one. Bro, no. It's not night one, Tony. It's been decided. One. It's the main event Sunday. I'm done. Heard that, Tony? I'm done. It's I'm been done. decided by your fucking boy, Billy. I'm done. After Nick Aldis slayed Brian Myers, Tom Latimer, and Matt and Mike Knox in a four-way, he rightfully earned the number one contender shot. Billy fucking Corgan goes on Busted Open, mm. and he says, and he fucking... He says, in the case of Nick Aldis, yes, your number one contender for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Trevor Murdoch in St. Louis. I've dealt with this man for over four years. For every ounce of politicking you see publicly, there's about 10 times worse behind the scenes. No one stresses out more in the NWA than Nick Aldis. No one is more highly paid than Nick Aldis. And no one is more unhappy than Nick Aldis. I told you I would uh, outthink them all no matter. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Corgan continued to criticize Aldis for social media posts he made shortly after earning the number one contendership uh, where Aldis has said he outthought everybody and that's why he's the winner. And Billy Corgan said he is stripped of the number one contendership and will not be in the main event of NWA 74. He's putting fucking Tyrus in the main event. Your main event for NWA 74. Oh, baby. Monday night is Trevor Murdoch and Tyrus. When did he decide on Sunday? Because it was originally supposed to be for night one. This is what I have. I have Saturday night is the 10-team battle royal for the vacant NWA United States. Oh, my God. Do you realize they don't even have a United States championship and they're having United States tag belts? That makes no sense whatsoever. We have the NWA huh? Junior Heavyweight Champion Homicide against Kerry Morton. 
And we're bringing back the Burke Invitational for a shot at the NWA Women's Title. That is scheduled for Saturday. What is Love a it. Burke Invitational? Mildred Burke. Uh, it is. What is it? Ten women. Is that a tournament as well? No, it's a gauntlet style match. Uh, Chelsea Green oh won it last year. God. That's right. Put some respect on her. And name. then right oh, now, Sunday we have the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, T- T- Trevor Murdoch defending against Tyrus, and then Camille will defend against whoever wins the Burke Invitational. What happened to Kylan King? She won a number. She won the match against Allison K. She won a. She won a shot again. I believe she's wrestling Taya Valkyrie tomorrow night. Oh fucking boo! Fucking who? And we have yet to decide where we're going to put the Bully Ray Mike Knox table match. Totally. That match I'm actually looking forward to. At least there's a story behind it. What's the story? Enlighten me. That Mike Knox uh, doesn't like Bully because when they were all together and aces and eights and all that, Bully made it all about himself. And Bully he Ray was a leader. But, but Bully Ray apologized to Mike Knox. He said, I'm a different man. And Mike Knox says, I don't believe you. And he fucking roughed him up. I support Mike Knox. I also support Mike Knox. I kind of yeah. do too. Fuck Bully Ray. So Tony is uh, all in on uh, the end of oh, the yeah. year. Sign me up. Well, the year's paid for, so we'll see what we'll see what happens next year. Wow. Right? Okay. Tony, let there was me... no MLW this week, so don't even ask. Okay, now I wasn't going to ask, but I am going to pick a bone with you. They taped all this battle riot shit, right? Whatever, that's fine. You want to do it by fucking seasons. Don't promote your new. No, what? They promoted him to defend the title in New Japan on uh, the New Japan show this weekend. It's promoted as your new MLW champion, not world champion. I won't spoil it for you, but what's the fucking point? Right? All you can do is shake your fucking head. If you're going to tape, if you're going to do your series like this, fine. I get it. But then don't send your fucking MLW blank champion out to defend the title on a New Japan show that's taking place in July before this fucking match has even aired, which is going to air apparently in September. What are we doing? I got nothing, dude. I got nothing. So when you see said title match announced and they're building it up like it's a big deal, why would you watch if you already knew who the fucking winner was going to be? I got nothing. I feel like this isn't the first time this has happened, though, in wrestling. No, but, like, we watched them. I can't speak for you, Uh, Kevin, but I watched MLW last week. I was like, this is a good fucking show. And I said it last week. If there's a show this week, I'll watch. And there wasn't a fucking show this week. And then you go and you drop this bomb on me. Uh, There's no point in me. Why am I going to fucking watch then if I already know who won? Fucking stupid. Uh Microman. Micro that's it wasn't you, Microman. That's, that's why you're gonna watch because it's gonna be Microman. No, I'm not gonna I don't want to see a fucking midget. Micro money shit about fucking midget. Oh wow. Mm. I just don't care. I sorry. Hey, Kevin, that's your ask, opinion. You're gonna ask a question, Kevin. I was not gonna ask a question. Okay. Kevin, anything from Impact before we go down the aisle that you would like to speak about? Uh, I think all, the, the one thing that I think is notable is that Kushida is in Impact. He's debuting next week uh, against, uh, blah, 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 blah. I want to say Eddie Edwards, one of the one of the Otter No More guys. He's de- but, debuting against Rich Swan. That's right. Oh, yeah, because Rich Swan wanted a title shot, but you had Saban and uh, Alex Shelley going at it for that shot tonight. So it was a shot at a shot. And so, um, but Otter, uh, Eric Young's group came out, Diener and uh, Doran came out and beat the crap out of Saban and Shelley after a banger of a match. 
and then Kushida made the save. So Kushida is uh, going to be an impact for a little bit. So that's pretty cool. So that's very have, cool. So you have the Motor City Machine Guns slash Time Splitter deal going. So I was very surprised to see that, especially because they were saying that it was announced for next week, his first match, and he showed up uh, on Thursday night as a surprise. So that was pretty dope. Um, Velvet, not Velvet Sky, uh, Deanna Prazu and Chelsea Green now are like a legit tag team. So they're going to be focusing on the women's tag team championship, which is awesome. That sick matching gear, which you all know how I feel about matching gear when you're a tag team. Have it. Right, Tony? Yeah, you know, I just realized, I remembered that I watched something else when you mentioned that, but continue. I'm sorry, finish. No, I mean, that's it. Kushida being there. Uh, Bullet Club fought uh, uh, OGK. Uh, and, and by Bullet Club, I mean, like, the guys that are, like, designated to impact of Bullet Club, which is Ace Austin and Chris Bay. So, like, they're, like, there just to keep the name relevant and in, 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 uh, in impact, and I'm 100% positive about that like there's no doubt on it but great guys great talents but it's just weird but yeah so that's impact for me because she just sammy callahan is now in a feud with steve macklin but and moose is still in the picture uh beat down and apparently chris uh sammy callahan pushes a button on his phone mm-hmm. and he just disappears oh but nice yeah so it's that's strange but impact is always a good time digital media champion brian myers um is, did, oh, is, Kevin, did you see who was in the background? I did, but I'll let you say it. Oh, the fucking Icon Lee. Holy shit. He tagged me a thousand times on Twitter that That's he was right. there. Unbelievable. That guy, look at his abs. Tag tag City Central, baby. Holy balls. No disrespect. It's crazy, though. I disrespect him. He will not be on your fucking roast show. He brings nothing to the table but abs. Yeah, we That's thought okay. about him. I like abs. Tony, what did you watch that you uh quickly? Um, if I told you the first match was a tournament for the women's championship, the first you... match was a tournament. Why are you, you hate watching tournaments? No, no, no. This this was completely by Coinky Dink. The first matchup in the tournament to crown a women's champion was Camille against Diana Perazu. What promotion would you think it was? One more time, T Doc. Camille, Diana Perazu. Tournament for the women's championship. All right, so I'll go first, Matt. What promotion? You get one shot at this. Oh no, I'll t- it's going to be wrong. But the one that I would think is going to would be, of course, NWA. No. I know, yeah, I know. Matt? Warriors of Wrestling? No, but that was a good guess. That's a great guess. What about uh, Women's Warrior no, Nation? No, no, you got you got all you... I don't have to get credit for it, but what about the... Uh, Eric Maria? Freed's not NWA. Kate, not AAA. This happened in XPW. Oh, it happened? Wait. I thought you were saying it was. I was on Fight TV last week, so I could watch NWA Power. Power. And as I was going through, I saw XPW episode 16. XPW from like 2001? No, like Rob Black 2022 XPW. Oh, it exists. Brian Cage is in there. Schlack's in there. It's fucking nuts. 
Rob Black owns a dildo store somewhere in fucking New York. I mean, that that's where he runs his business out of. Dark Side of the Ring. But that's where he runs his, runs his business out of. Like, his office is in the back of the uh, store. He's got some weird, like, I don't know if he's gay or if he's binary or whatever the fucking thing is, but some dude was doing a commercial for it, walking around looking at all the dildos and videotapes and, and all kinds of shit. This is on Fight TV, dude. It's free. No, it's free. Just get Fight.TV, Eric Freed's. Trust me, it's absolutely free to watch. It's on there. There was another woman's match. I want to say Taya was in it, but I forget who she wrestled. And I kind of. So you watched it? How long was the show? Oh, I was fast forwarding a lot. I, I came across the dildo commercial. I came across huh. Schlack. I came across um, Rob Black screen. on the phone yelling at somebody. I saw Brian Cage in a promo flexing. And uh, then I saw the women's match. And uh, by the way, Camille won with a spear. Camille. Camille. And they Camille. announced her as the NWA Women's Champion. Well, that's rightful. Well, but I mean, there you go. They're they're putting it out there. That's fightful. Fucking a, right. dude. That was fight that. Cover that. Ric Flair's last matches this weekend. Uh, good for him. You know who's going to be in the Stampede Battle Royal, Kevin? Uh, Tony Crowbar. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it's a bunkhouse battle royal, by the way. Yes, yes. bunkhouse. I'm sorry. You know who what else is going to be in it, Kevin? Brian Myers. No. Yeah, he is going to be in it. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he's in. Oh. Kevin was pointing to his nipples. He was either getting a rap yeah. or he was showing me his Brian Myers shirt. Both. <laughs> so we got, uh, we got SummerSlam this week. I just want to run down the card before we go. <gasps> so you know what we're picking. I don't care. On top, last man standing match, Brock Roman Reigns. Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, Bobby Lashley, Theory for the U.S. title. The undisputed tag team championships, the Usos against the Street Profits with Double J as the special guest referee. Logan, Paul, Logan Paul and The Miz, Seth Rollins and Riddle, and Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Not going to lie to you, Matt. Not terrible. No, apparently, I read a report last week or this week that uh, Vince hated the card. Oh, you know what I did? I saw that headline. I did see that headline or tweet. Good. Yes. Tough shit on him. But, well, it, now it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter a bit. All right. So we're going we're gonna to do a little down the aisle before we pull this train into the station. So that's what it was tonight. Uh, if you're not familiar with down the aisle, I've pulled up a random card from some time in the uh, existence of professional wrestling. I will oh, go yeah. through said card, and we will see where that takes us. Nice. Down the aisle. So in honor of tonight's guest, Eric Watts, I've gone back to the USWA, September oh. 18th, 1995. All right. All right. This is, uh, this is during the time when Techno Team 2000 was sent down to USWA. Okay. Uh, but we opened the show with a, a time limit draw. Stephen Dunn. Axel Rotten. Oh wow. my god. Not a name I was expecting to see. So so this must must have been a time where Stephen Dunn was still in WWE, Alive. otherwise they would have called him Steve Dahl, probably. So Stephen Dunn is part of Well Done, Tony. I don't know if you knew that. So no, um, I didn't, Kevin, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, so wow, he, that's crazy. It looks like he was in USWA from July of 95 till November. And then he was in the WWF. Hi, Nelly. 
was Axel was Axel Rotten Axel Rotten as we know him at this point, or was he like a legit like trunk wearing wrestler? So I don't know a lot about the history of Axel Rotten until ECW. So I don't have any footage available. Right, right. But I, I would have to look it up. Uh, so this is, yeah, so it looks like Stephen Dunn was doing WWF from January to March with his last uh, televised match being a Monday Night Raw loss. Uh, well done, lost to the Allied Powers. And then he showed that he's back in USWA wrestling uh Press okay. an old Axel to a time limit draw. Great. Great. So Axel Rotten wrestled for 15 fucking minutes. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I don't think I think there's an ECW hardcore TV show and it opens up with an Axel Rotten match where he does like one tackle drop down, get it again. Like he has like a like yeah. a technical wrestling match to open the show. And I forget who it's against. Well, I mean, you should be able to do that. That's like the yeah, person to teach you in training. At that that far, like that far into his career, like you were okay. programmed to when you saw Axel Rotten, it was like Taipei death matches and barbed wire bats and chair swinging freaks. Like Copy that was that. the last thing you were looking for him to do was like headlock takeovers and technical wrestling. Right. Well, here, here, real quick, this is from Hardcore Heaven '95. This happened, what's the date on this? July 1st, 1995, ECW Arena. Ian Rotten versus Axel Rotten, Taipei Deathmatch. They're both wearing tights. So Axel Rotten was definitely wearing tights at this point in time before he went to like the jeans and the flannel shirts. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. The, what were they, the bad breed? Well, the, yeah, this, they, they were already split up at this point. But now uh, they're yeah. battling each other. We had Mix Miss Texas defeat Uptown Karen. Who the fuck is, is Uptown Karen? I don't. There's no link. Let me see. Uptown Karen. Uptown. Miss Texas is obviously Jack, Jackie, right? Yes. Jackie Moore. Jackie Moore was a stud. Uptown Karen. Here we go. Scott's blog of doom. Former guest of the show, Scott Keith, has a little piece on Uptown Karen here. Let's see, read more. I got one picture of Uptown. Oh, oh, wait a minute. May 13th, 1995. Uh, the card is July. Uh, damn it. I believe her actual full name is Uptown Funk You Up. Uh, Uptown September 8th, nine, September 18th, 1995. Because I just stumbled upon a USWA TV taping from May 13th, 1995 on YouTube, and it looks like the opening match is Miss Jackie. Against uh, fucking Uptown Uptown Karen. Uptown Funk. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, uh, the, the Scott Keith blog of Doom I found from September 9th, 1995, which would be a week before. It's uh, Miss Karen and Miss Texas with Downtown Bruno is with uh, Uptown Karen. In a handicap match, the USWA women's champion, Miss Texas, defeats Downtown Bruno and Uptown Karen. I guess. See what you did there. <laughs> I think, yeah, I posted the link, actually. It's in the uh, it's in the chat. Uptown Karen. She's uh she's kind of she's kind of soft on the eyes, too. She's not a bad looking woman. Apparently Uptown Karen would probably get filmed on YouTube and get arrested for being. <laughs> so she was apparently the love interest of Downtown Bruno. And her biggest match was a hair versus hair match with Miss Miss Texas in 1995. 
There you go. She's here with Brickhouse Brown for this uh, match. Oh, man, Brickhouse Brown. Holy shit. He's a brick. Oh, man, she even goes into her tights for the powder. Dude, this is fucking classic Memphis wrestling right here. So you got a brick house and Uptown Funk. I love Fuck Uptown yeah, dude. God damn, Uptown Karen could be my favorite wrestler now. Now? Dude. Uptown Karen's going to give it to you. Fucking angry. Um Okay, that, that now we start getting goofy here. Uh-oh. Techno Wait, we team, start getting goofy? Techno Team 2000. Defeats PG thirteen by DQ. Wait, wait, timeout. Hold up. Oh, Fucking. Wait a minute. Uptown Karen was the the fucking valet of Gorgeous George the Third, aka the Maestro, in USWA. How's that? Really Pretty damn good, man. Holy shit! <laughs> God damn, Uptown Karen fucking rules. I tell yeah. you, I'll fuck you up. She's still alive. I'll tell Cam we'll funk you up. Funk you up. I don't know. Is she I'm alive? On, I'm on the classic Memphis wrestling page right now. This is fucking Let's great. Dude. Uptown Karen fucking rules. Uh, if I can if I can promote uh the Scott Bowden's Kentucky Fried Wrestling Podcast. Apparently they do a whole episode on Uptown uh, Uptown, Uptown Karen. Karen. <laughs> Get the, wait, 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 wait. We need a link to that. You gotta you gotta send that gimmick over. Ugh. Fucking Uptown Karen. Holy shit. What does that even mean? Like, unless you're in New York. I guess there's Uptowns everywhere, I guess. But oh, Uptown I Karen. I'm not, today, today's years old hearing of Uptown Karen for the first time. Uptown Karen. Oh, archives. Okay, Kentucky Fried Wrestling. This is this is part of Arcadian Vanguard. This is like um this is like the 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 uh, group that Brian Solomon's part of. Yeah, I guess there's a, a episode eight shades of brown. I guess she she there's a tag in there where they talk about Uptown Karen. Yep. So, uh, well, because she was with Brickhouse Brown there in, in for this match too. Holy shit, dude! This is awesome. <gasps> fucking a, dude! You just made my night. This made <laughs> this made everything that the fucking NWA was about like just fucking disappear. This is so cool. Uptown Karen. Uptown Karen, former USWA Women's Champion. Fuck yeah, dude. Of course she is. On April 17th, 1995, she defeated Miss Texas, Miss Texas, excuse me, and she had one title reign for 7 days. That's wild. I I've, I've never heard of Uptown Karen. Without looking it up, how many title reigns did Miss Texas have? USWA? Yes. 3. Tony, okay, all right. That's a good guess. Um I'll say I just I, I gotta go higher. I'm gonna pre- yeah preface this USWA. Okay, she's got 52 reigns. I'm gonna say six. Uh, Tony, you want to go lower? Kevin, you want to go higher? I'll say 27. Wait, so why I would nailed Tony it. I nailed lower? it. You see the way he looked? I nailed yeah. it. Because Tony said like 50 something. No, he said three. 27. 27. Tony said three. I said six. Yeah. No. I'll say 31. You both want to go lower. Oh my god, just give us the fucking number. 19, 19. Lower, lower. 14. Correct. Ding. Yeah, after five guesses. Good job. We both had five guesses. No, you I stopped after three. Because Matt was being a dick. Oh yes, I was being a dick. Check out this tag team battle royal. If you were one of the wait, 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 wait. 
Tag Team Battle Royal. If you were one of the lucky 950 people to be at the Mid-South Coliseum on this wonderful day. That's a lot of people, man. For the Coliseum? For USWA? But a Coliseum. I'd take it if I was USWA in 95. Here are your participants. PG-13. Oh, yeah. The tag team of Axel Rotten and Tracy Smothers. Wait, wait, time out. The the Mid South Coliseum had a capacity of ten thousand and eighty five. Big house, <laughs> big house, Tony. Tony, big can ha- you name both members of PG thirteen? Yeah, JC Ice and Wolfie D. Beautiful. Come on, bro. Ah, uh, listen, I I didn't mean to disrespect you like that. Uh, Never disrespect. How about me. this tag team? Oh shit, Jesse James Armstrong. Ooh, and Billy Jack Haynes. Whoa. Yeah. Billy Jack Haynes left Ken Patera for a road dog. <laughs> Not to be outdone by the tag team of Brian Christopher and Sid Vicious. What? Whoa. That's insanity. And then uh, they, just, they throw you a techno team 2000. In there. Yo, what? what? I lost audio. I don't know what happened. I hear you. I can hear you. Tony broke his All shit. Right. So, Matt, let's I go. Lost audio. Let's go. Yeah, I know, but if you're going to keep saying you lost audio. Now there's an echo with them. All right, keep going, Matt. And the last tag team was Doug Gilbert and Steve Dahl. Yeah, there you go, Stephen Dunn. Beautiful. Oh, no, Tony left. Tony hates guests and Tony hates podcasts. (laughs) Tony's going to smash everything. He's having a day, bro. Yeah, I understand, and I love him, but it's just it's too easy to not make a joke about. Uh, Corey Macklin defeated Brandon Baxter. Baxter, I'm not even with that whole loaf of bread, the whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. I guess he was. This says he was a manager. I don't know a lot about Brandon Baxter. Brandon Baxter, you are a gentleman. Uh, Loser. With them, we they hit us with two, not one. The two piece, but two loser leave towns, Matt. Oh, he's back. Yeah, I'm back. It's all good. Okay, uh, Tony, back. you missed us. Uh, the last team, Tony, was Doug Gilbert and Steve Dahl. Okay, I guess. Uh, this Corey Macklin character defeated Brandon Baxter, who I guess was a manager in the USWA. The name sounds very familiar. Then, uh, I was telling they they hit us with two, two loser leaves town matches. Two. Deuces. The first one had Doug Gilbert defeating Tracy Smothers. Well, because he had to go to ECW. Uh, and Tracy Smothers was already on the show in the tag match. That yeah, they, I guess they used a lot of the same people. Yeah. 95, Tracy. Well, wait, Tracy Smothers is probably going to Smoky Mountain at this point, I would guess. Right? Uh, July, let's see. Kind of makes sense. He was either going to Smoky Mountain or IWA Japan. Uh, looks like he had a Japanese tour in September, and then let me see what he was doing in Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain, yeah, Smoky. It looks like Smoky Mountain. Oh yeah, look like he was doing both. He was apparently uh, one half of the uh, Thugs Tag Team Champions with Dirty White Boy. Oh fuck! What's the Thug slogan? He's got a famous fucking promo. Have we? Hey, I have the fucking T-shirt too. Cause I'm a thug, baby. Cause I'm a thug. Damn it's it! A it's a rap song. 
nobody does it like a thug. No, no, I got, I got, I got the audio here. I have got to it? Add it. I got to add it to the loop back. Hold on one second. I just got to clicky, click, click. Because I'm a thug. All right, let me let me rewind. Let's play. What we're talking about here is we're talking about bloody yeah, Sunday. Uh, we're talking about yeah, the night, baby. and we're talking about the thugs. P is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly, and G is for jail. Cause a thug can't spell. That's what I think of the USWA, and that's what these outlaws think, man. What we're talking about oh, here. I thought I paused it. Hey everyone, that, Brian. Yeah, great. Good for you. <laughs> hey everyone, Brian. That's it. The fucking pause button's too close to the next button. That's the problem. My fat fingers. <laughs> he is see, for want... jail because thugs can't spell. That's right. It's a great promo. I want more SMW content, man. Yeah, me too. Didn't Cor- <laughs> did Cornette sell that to uh, Vince? There's like a couple episodes. Maybe Tony Khan will bring it back. Oh, Christ. Come on. You don't want to watch Tony, Anthony, and Tracy Smothers wrestle the gangsters, wrestle Unibom and Al Snow? No, no, I got no problems with that. I would have problems if fucking FTR won the Smoky Mountain tag belts. Oh, it's happening. How's this? How's this three-way dance for you? PG-13, the thugs, and the headbangers. Oh, Christ, the headbangers. Yeah. And this is on the USWA show we're talking about? No, Smokey oh, was on the Smokey. It was on the Smokey because that's where Tracy was going when he lost to Loser Leaves. USWA. Uh, yes. Okay. So he did. He did. Um, what was that ninety five? So he's doing Smoky Mountain, and then he's doing IWA Japan, where he's doing fucking death matches. Of course he is. Uh, him and Cactus Jack were tag team champions. They beat the Headhunters for the titles. Nice. No rope barbed wire death match. Cactus Jack and Tracy Smothers against Shoji Nakamaki and Terry Funk. Nakamaki! Isn't that Lama Namanumi? Is it really? Or is that Deadly Fred? That's one of them. It's got to be one of them. The fact that you know who that is at all or have it some right? sort of frame of reference is wild. Lama I'd really have to, I'd have to look at it. Yeah, look it up. See who that is. Lama Namanumi. Namanaki. I've never heard of Namanaki. Unless we're just pronouncing it wrong. But I I trust you guys. Lama Namanumi. Manamanaki. Manamanaki. And why T Donk's looking that up? The Loser Leaves Town tag match. Brian Christopher and Sid Vicious beat Billy Jack Haynes and Jesse John. Jesse James. What was his name? Shoji Nakamaki? Yes. That was absolutely Lama Namanumi. Here's Lama a death Nama match where Cactus Jack faced off against Shogi Nakamaki and ended up getting paid a whopping $300. This was so who's Lama Namanumi? Him, Shogi Nakamaki. I don't think Kevin's ever seen Stranglemania. Oh, 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 no, sir. I've never seen Stranglemania. Oh, God. And his tag team partner was Deadly Fred. I thought you guys were actually talking about real wrestling. This is a hey. movie? No. No, this is so- IWA King of Death matches where ICP took the tape and did commentary over it and gave everybody different names. Like Terry Funk was drunk Terry Flunk. Cactus Jack was Cactus Sack. Um, and the infamous story is Cactus Jack met ICP like years later and he's like, uh, yeah, don't you owe me royalties for using my likeness on that tape? And they actually cut Cactus Jack a check. He made more from ICP than he did getting paid for that tournament. So who who was, who was the company behind this vehicle? This was IWA Japan. So they made it. 
So no. they had a show, and then they just did commentary where they called everyone the wrong name? No. IWA Japan had... The footage was available, but nobody had copyrighted it. So ICP took the footage. Gotcha. And they took spe- they took specific matches, and they, they did commentary over them. <laughs> and just one made the, up stuff. Dude, it's one of the greatest things yes. you'll ever watch. It's, it's Strangle Mania 1 and 2 are fantastic. Was was Strangle Mania 2 the women's match where the one chick drops the other one on her head and they fucking yes. rewound it and played it back like a hundred times? And they had the wow. battle royal from like the TV, the TV show. He turned into a fucking bat. <laughs> what the fuck? That actually sounds familiar. Fucking Lama Nama Numi and Deadly Fred. Those guys were like photographers in Japan. They they were photographers of wrestling and they wound up actually wrestling for IWA. It's Fucking hysterical. Nice. What a magical time in wrestling. Unbelievable. Well, this was a uh, fantastic down the aisle. Uh Stranglemania might Stranglemania 2 is on YouTube, uh, Eric Freeds. You probably have to pay for it. was a VHS tape. So I wonder if, I wonder if the original Stranglemania is on YouTube. I just found Stranglemania 2 on YouTube. Let's see if Daily Motion has it. Daily Motion has everything. Well, Stranglemania. Oh, Stranglemania One is on Daily Motion. It looks like. Oh my God, we have to do like a watch along. Oh wait, it's it's age restricted. First of all, so I probably would have to log into my account, which I thought I'm logged into. Well, you're old enough. No, it just says this content can't be accessed. Fuck. So I guess it's not on Daily Motion. Is there a paywall on the Daily Motion? Nope. Stranglemania Two is definitely on Daily Motion as well. It's on YouTube. Oh. Holy shit. I'll have to check that out. Uh, it's I can, hear, I can hear the audio from me. Can you? Uh. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm ravaged with mosquito bites. Oh, original Strangle Mania is on YouTube. Oh, fantastic! It's on YouTube. Link is coming in the uh, in the chat, folks. If you're watching live, love it. Link is coming. oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> fucking strangle, fucking mania. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god! god the memories. We might actually have to do a watch along to this. Actually, oh, you know what shit. though? Yeah, but a watch along wouldn't do it justice because you'd have to listen to the commentary. Yeah, I think we just need to get together and watch it. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, maybe a watch along in the Discord one night. That would be fun. Fuck. Damn. Damn. That's that. That's it. Oh my goodness, Gravy. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Um Special thanks to Eric Watts for joining us at the Eric Watts on Instagram. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, he's going to be at Gathering 3, August 4th through the 7th in uh, North Carolina. tmartpromotions.com is the website to check him out. Uh, we will be back next week with a Can You Beat That? Brendan Haney. He's challenging Christian Rocco plus CPA, longtime friend of the show, uh, will be joining us. And we're going to find out who won uh, our August uh, Patreon um, contest gimmick thing to find out if you want to be can you beat that do you want to do 
Wizards Rewind with us. Do you want to sit in on the interview? So that's all happening next week. Uh, we got a jam-packed August. Um, that's right. Please make sure you follow us, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Definitely sign up for the $3 level at Patreon if you haven't already because we recorded a ton of great bonus content yesterday that you're definitely going to want to listen to. And uh, that's all I got. Fellas, I don't know if you have anything you want to say. I'm exhausted. I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, support us. Follow us all on um, social media. at Wizards Podcast. At Kevin Garifo. At Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram. Follow T-Donk to his house and beat him up. Um, Kevin fucking hates me, dude. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it, dude. I love you, Tony, so much. I love you everybody are... in this life. I don't know why Kevin hates me so much. I'm like a More than you will ever know, T-Donk. Good God. Uh, Matt, yeah, Aaron, we'll so take we'll take on, Canadian yeah. money. Some some something has to translate it, right? That's yeah, it. send it. We will take the loonies and the toonies. It's all right. And we'll be back next week with another humdinger of an episode. Five ninety six next week, boys. Oh, is that close. something special? So it's four episodes closer to six hundred. Yeah, hundo, if you will. Okay, hundo magundo. All right. Yes. We're out of here. Thanks for joining us. Who's hitting the button? I'll hit it. Oh, boy. Hit these nuts. Thank you, Gracie. Good night. Stick your feet in my mouth.